Hello, everybody, and welcome to RPG Cast 516 for October 5th, 2019. I'm your host this week. Switch Repair Cast. I'm your host this week. I'm Anime Privateer. We also have Chris Privateer, who, if you're watching live at twitch.tv slash RPGamer, he will be repairing my Joy-Con yet again again during this podcast. (laughs) Stop breaking. What am I doing on this one now? Um, Is it the left one or the the right one? The right shoulder button isn't working right. And you need a new buckle on the left yes all right let's start with the buckle. all right so uh, aside from chris and i we also have kelly kelly fresh off her trip from japan Woo. yes fra- with a fresh cold oh <laughs> hooray peter hi i'm back peter plus one yes well plus a half of one he's well, he's still growing well, we didn't send an okay. invite out for a plus one well oh. they showed up anyways oh, man. and josh hi josh hey and we have alex I'm here mostly to listen. Yeah, Alex can't <laughs> talk about anything he's playing right what? now because it's embargoed. Oh, man. What's he playing? How would embargoed. I tell you after it's the podcast? can't even say what he's playing. Redacted. <laughs> it's redacted on the sheet. No. All right. So instead Wait, of... Is it re- control and this is just a clever joke? <laughs> no. No, all right. It's literally embargoed. And I'm mad because it's embargoed for forever. So it's going to be like two podcasts that's all I can talk about. It oh, I bet you I know what it is then. All right. Uh, I might have just given it away. So instead, I'm going to uh, shock and awe and amaze with the games that I've been playing. So I uh, a couple weeks ago when we had our podcast, I talked about how I had all these plans and I was supposed to be playing Zelda, but nope, I was playing Apple Arcade. Well, I continued to play Apple Arcade Until and I played stopped. and finished Cat Quest 2. Yay. Oh, that was game it? was so good. I, I loved your review where one of the negatives was that you play as a dog. <laughs> I yes. said the same thing. I loved it. <laughs> I am sure that some dog person is taking that very personally. I got hate mail for that. <laughs> 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 So, yeah, I think that's the first time I've had real serious hate mail since I gave Corona Trigger three and a half out of five. Oh, oh, it was legit hate mail. It wasn't a joke. No, no, it was real hate mail. I've had people that have, like, sent me emails and been like, I hate your review for this reason. Just kidding. That was funny. What did they say? Uh, That I shouldn't discriminate towards dogs. You shouldn't discriminate towards dogs. Is that what they said? Yes. Are you a speciesist? I am very speciesist. <laughs> Cats rule, dogs drool. Yeah. It wasn't that no, one I'm person kidding. who likes to send you hate mail, was it? Oh, no. Okay. No. Okay. Different person. All right. Got it. <laughs> Disclaimer Anna and I both love the doggos. They're very sweet. I have a doggo. He just doesn't like me. I've heard, I've heard otherwise. Kelly's anti dogite. No, I, I love dogs. I, I really do. Yeah, so that game is great. It's My best friend is a dog. <laughs> <laughs> Please, someone put that down as a title. Yes. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so it's like, it's cool. It's like, it's more Cat Quest, and they've done almost everything better, except one thing is... Um, you know how in the dogs. <laughs> no, I wasn't gonna harp on that again. Um, so in the first game, it's like as you're traveling to different locations, it basically drags you past all of these side quests. 
Mm -hmm. because of the way that the game is set up, it doesn't do that anymore. So if you want to do side quests and you do want to do side quests, you have to kind of go out of your way to find them and to travel to them. Hmm. So that's one thing that I think they did really poorly because the side quests are all really fun and interesting and funny. I found Cthulhu. <laughs> hey, Cthulhu was in the first game. What? Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> Off to the side and in, in the ocean. And I found the developer's island, which was. I also feel in like the there's game. a lot of repeated jokes between these two games. Is it a little you overdone? You say that like it's a bad thing. Okay. I I found um. Uh, what was his name? Uh, it wasn't Batman. He Cat was Man? no, he was uh, the Doggo Knight. That's Doggo it. Knight. Oh, the oh. Doggo Knight instead of the Dark Knight. Yes. Okay. And when you finish his quest line, he sends you to the Batcave, which is actually full of bats. <laughs> <laughs> so, that was pretty entertaining. So is the actual Batcave, Anna? What? Seriously, go to Gotham City. You'll oh, is that it. why it's called the Batcave? Well, part of it, yeah. Oh, okay. That's where he saw the bats Look! and decided to make them his symbol. I L- didn't... Listen, the I... Yes, the Batcave has bats. Thank you. <laughs> I'm surprised we have to clarify that, but let's get it out of the way. Okay. It's like the Penguin's Lair has penguins? Actually, <laughs> I don't know that it does. It did when Danny DeVito was the penguin. Well, that's... Those movies are special. We don't yeah. talk about that time. <laughs> those are the mo- well. Some people think those are the only good Batman movies, so I don't know where to go with that. Just chill. That's a different. That's the one we don't talk. About. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right, and then I'm like, well, let's see what else is on the the Apple Arcade, and so I started diving into various day life. I'm sorry. And so this is. I'm sorry. Square... I thought it'd be great because it's the Octopath people. Right. So this is a Square Enix RPG done by the team that did the Bravely games and Octopath. And here was the problem that I was having. And the embargo's up on this one, so I can talk about it. I was playing both Various Daylight of up. The and the out. Alliance Alive HD Remastered on oh, Switch. And here was the problem I was having: is I was having fun with neither of these games and playing them at the same time, and that was just agony. <laughs> And so I had to stop playing one of them. And since Wheels is going to be reviewing the Alliance Alive HD remaster, I just put that one aside. And as soon as I did that, Various Day Life was was much more entertaining. It was just sucking me dry playing two. I don't know. I still get the impression it's a bad game from you. It is a game that has numerous, numerous missed opportunities. So, all right. The Uh, game play opportunity is not the exclamations I'm hearing from the other side of the room. (laughs) The game. Oh, what a missed opportunity! (laughs) Is not missed opportunity. (laughs) So here's the gameplay loop: when you're in the city, you have um, a various day life. Um, You take work, and the work that you can do depends upon the classes and people that you've unlocked. Are you saying this game should have just been called Odd Jobs, the RPG? Yes. (laughs) Yes, actually. So you're doing odd jobs, and um, as a reward for those jobs, you are getting both money and stat ups. And cool hats for odd job to wear? No, there no. is no okay. hat party. Oh, no, that's too bad. It's kind of disappointing. Yeah. You do that get different a missed outfits, opportunity. <laughs> See? Missed opportunity. You do get different outfits depending upon what job you are. So you as the main character can be any job. Every other character has um, up to three jobs that they can unlock. So they How many start other with... characters are there who join um, you? 
Um, I feel like there's a lot. No? Yeah, so hang on. Let me. Uh, an estimate that. would be fine. <laughs> No, 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 no. Oh, no. <laughs> right. To be one, precise. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. And I think there's going to be one more. So, ten recruitable characters, at least nine. Um, so, yeah. Uh, so, you, you do those odd jobs and you get money. And as you uh, level up your um, different stats, you fill up a bar. When the bar fills up, you get a level up. So, like, I have level 18 strength. And what that actually translates to depends upon the equipment that I have on and the job that I have equipped. Um, and so as you do this work, you uh, gain friendship with the people whose work that you're doing. And you... And then, all right, so you have money. You use the money to level up or do other things around town. You uh, level up your stats. You level up your character. Once you feel like you're ready, you have enough stats, you go out and do missions. And it's sort of very much like um, uh, Atelier Nelki, where it's like a walking quest. So you walk from 0% up to 100% or until the job is done. Um, and they have this like system where as you walk, you lose hit points and if the weather is bad, so if it's raining or if there's like a fire flare up in the volcano, don't ask, or if it gets really hot in the desert, I don't understand how that works. It's always hot. Um, you lose additional hit points and you're losing out of your maximum hit point pool. So you have to bring food with you. In order to restore your maximum hit points. I don't think eating, you know, a cheeseburger in the desert is going to deal with the heat for you effectively. <sighs> and there are foods that are... Uh, the problem is, is the longer that you walk, um, the more your food spoils to the point where it, you can't eat it anymore. So Does it make you sick? It, it just doesn't restore anything anymore. Okay. So, like, if I bring beer with me and the beer <laughs> spoils, it becomes spoiled beverage. <laughs> no... One of the advantages of beer is that it doesn't spoil. I know, right? <laughs> My favorite is is I have uh, I've I finally unlocked. I'm f- I'm way far into this game. I've played this game for forty five hours. Oh, I'm so sorry. And this is, and I'll get to the amount of time this game takes in a moment. So I have one food that it starts spoiled and becomes fresh the longer I hold on to it. Jerky. Yes, jerky. So jerky never actually goes off. But it's extremely expensive. Everything in this game is way too expensive. You should get like some of those weird like it fermented eggs. It needs to eggs. like lop off at least one zero, probably two off of like every single activity. It shouldn't cost me 3,000 gold to go to the archives and hang out with the girl who likes the archives. Well, you know, you're a bit of a creep and she doesn't want you hanging around there. Yeah, but it's 30,000. No, sorry, 45,000 <laughs> to watch a sunset. I can't even do a Listen, single job that gets me 45000 You are paying for an escort at that point, Anna. <laughs> I think these are fair prices. Yeah, it's just uh, everything is obnoxiously expensive, which completely slows down your progress. Is there an actual like story as to why you're just watching a sunset with a lady from the archives? <laughs> yes, but and I don't want to get creepy. into it. It's not creepy? Yeah, yeah okay. there is, but I don't want to get into it. And... There are special attacks you can unlock by becoming friends with people. Here's the problem. I've spent 45 hours in this game. I've gotten the first set of credits, but I haven't gotten the real ending yet. And for, I think, Peter, you've played Rune Factory 4? Uh, no, it's on okay. the list. 
Have oh, any, has anybody here played Rune Factory 4? Nobody wants to play No. Rune okay. I'm no. waiting for the remake. So like Rune Factory 4 and Bravely Default and like a few other of these obscure JRPGs, there's like a fake Sorry. first ending. Bravely Default versus Rune Factory 4? Are, those are in the same category now? Yes. Okay. For fake endings? Well, all right. But for obscure RPG? I don't know. Eh. All right. Anyways. They like, have fake endings. Yeah. And... And some other obscure RPGs. There's a fake-out ending. So you get the credits, but it clearly isn't the end of the game. But I don't understand this, because this game is really intended to be played for, like, 5 to 15 minutes at a time. There's no sideways. The controller support in it is completely broken, even though you're required to have controller support to be an Apple Arcade game. (sighs) Isn't that annoying? I feel like this game was originally made for the 3DS, and then got ported over to iOS because the 3DS died. Mm. Because well, it, it, it has the same view. When you turn it in portrait mode, it's got the bigger top screen on top of a smaller bottom well, screen. Well, and there's no landscape oh, mode. Yeah. There's it looks like a 3DS screen yeah, layout. There's literally no landscape mode. And so, yeah, you have to play it up and down. And I'm playing it on my iPad, so I have to play it on a stand. So I like the game, but it... There's so many problems with it. Like, you can literally run out of health and just fail a mission. Mm. And the save button, you have to scroll, like, forever to actually get to it in the menu. I'm sorry, when you say it like that, that sounds like, well, that's just how games work. Get better. You run out of health, you fail a mission. Of course you do. Why is it frustrating? (laughs) The amount of hit points that is subtracted from your health is not static. It's a percentage. So no matter how many more hit points that I have, so you can't I, grind. Correct. Oh. So there, and there's no point to leveling up, so it feels like you wasted your time. Well, there is a point to leveling up. Oh, okay. oh, and I haven't even gotten to the problems with leveling up. Every five levels, you have to pay like five times, as, or sorry, four times as much to level up someone. Why? I don't know. It doesn't give you extra benefits. It doesn't unlock skills. It doesn't give you an additional stat boost. It's just harder to level up people every five levels. Well, if it doesn't give you anything, why do you care about leveling them up? Because uh, you're you're facing enemies that do more and more damage to you. Yeah, but it's so, all percentage based. So no, 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 no. The amount you lose while traveling is percentage based. Oh. The amount the enemies do increases by their level. And in fact, I have like completely lost a mission because out of nowhere, some enemy comes along. And not even a boss, just like a random enemy I encountered and did like 9999999 damage to everybody in my party. Oh, yes. And there's an artificial damage cap. You can only heal or um, do damage for 999. And otherwise, you have to unlock an ability that, that you cast on people and it only lasts for three turns that they can break that damage and healing cap. I've been over 999 hit points for like since about hour 15. So now you always have to use that ability? So I'm constantly using that ability. If I don't use that ability, my main character is locked to 999 damage. If I use that ability, my character does 1500 plus. So I'm, I'm literally locked out of a massive amount of damage that I can do for no reason to have this person in my party. Basically. Yeah, you have to bring that person with you. Otherwise, your characters are all hamstrung. Yes. It's the chef, right? Yeah. yeah. And she's the last one you get before the first set of credits. Well, there you go. 
That's so. why she's last, because she breaks the limit. <sighs> also, this game crashes. Mm. And it doesn't sit in the background of anything. If you like minimize it and open up something else when you go back to the game, it's reset. So I hope you save. Ew. That's not how iOS games are supposed to work. That, this thing should be ripped because, off the store. Is that because it's the arcade and not an actual game? No. Because it's a separate hmm. game. Arcade games are are still actual games. They're, just, oh, they're not being streamed. I, got it. I was assuming it was like how the Switch does their Nintendo channels. No, like no, no. You go These into are all an app. separately downloaded games. They're oh. Apple Arcade games because they're part of the Apple Arcade package. You can't purchase them separately, and they're required to have controller support. Got it. They're also required to have language support. We, I think we talked about this on a podcast while you weren't here. Most yeah. of the games come in like 16 languages. Interesting. So, yeah. And that's yeah, cool. I don't know much about it, so. Yep. So I'm still plugging through that because I want to review it because I'm crazy. No one's reviewed this game because <laughs> it's so long. And there's so many different aspects to it. Like I haven't even talked about like the fact that there are stat bonuses on certain days and everybody has a birthday and you have to grind up to 100% to have a successful event. And there's, oh my God, there's so much stuff packed into this game. I like you say that like in this world, everyone has a birthday. Yes, but you have to grind up to give them a birthday present. You have to grind it? <laughs> what? Yeah. Why? I'll, I'll explain it in my review. Okay. All right. Um, so, but before I really dove into various day life, I played Link's Awakening. Yay. Yay. <clears throat> Isn't that game adorable? Oh, it's so cute. So I had never played Link's Awakening before. This was my chance to finally play it. I enjoyed it. It's probably my favorite Zelda at this point. I like 2D Zeldas. I think this is an excellent example of how 2D games can still exist and be good in a 3D world. And so, so. what and what we ended up doing is, is we have two reviews for Legend of Zelda Link's Awakening. We have mine. And I played on normal, and I'd never played the game before. And then we have a second review that's written by Wheels. He played on hero mode, and he's played a crap ton of the game. Like, he played it to death on the Game Boy Color. So, Kelly, tell us about yes. your experiences with Link's Awakening. Well, I, I had played the game before, like, numerous times. And, like, my one complaint about this remake is that, <laughs> it's going to sound stupid, it, it's almost too pretty, and that you you miss a lot of the nuance of some of the um old 8-bit graphics and p part of that entails um i i kept getting stuck because i kept missing out on the bob walls because they they're so shadowed now and kind of tucked away that it's hard to see them versus on the game boy screen where they just kind of stick out like a sore thumb I don't know if you ran into that problem or not. Oh, yeah. I was like 90% through the game before I started to easily recognize bombable walls. Yeah. Um, but other than that, I had so much fun with it. I got all of the seashells and all of the heart containers. Um, I managed to get all of the Mario figurines out of the crane game. Uh, I was really enjoying the Dompe's dungeon challenges, but then once you get the last heart piece, you unlock some like super challenges. And I was like, uh, okay, I think I'm done with this. Yeah. Cause think, these challenges. Yeah. I was talking with a few friends that have been playing it and that's literally where everybody that I know noped out. 
it's like, well, I, I was having so much trouble trying to, um, the, the ones where you have to like put certain tiles in no matter what and trying to find, you know, the easiest combination to get through the um, mini dungeon. And I kept accidentally laying stuff in that like you needed arrows to defeat the mini boss or what have you. Um, though on, on one of those challenges that's actually required to one of the bosses has errors that you have to defeat. But for the most part, I was trying to do ones like the Henox where I could just um, hit it, hit it three times and kill it uh, because I both had the red armor from the color dungeon and the seashell, seashell sword. So I was, I was doing Buku damage and I got to where I could hit that one uh, rock set snake twice to kill it. So that was my, that was always the final boss in each Dompe dungeon I did no matter what. Um, I I really hope that they kind of take that Dompe's Dungeon Challenge thing and make it into a full-fledged um, Zelda Maker type game. That would be really cool. But I, I can dream. Um, but yeah, I, I had a lot of fun with the game. It was really cute and sweet. and I, th I think it's a good remake. Um, I'm kind of glad that I borrowed it from my husband because I will admit that $60 for it is a little bit much, especially since that game is really short. Yeah, it is short. I was really surprised. How short is Trials of Mana? Oh, I see what you're doing, <laughs> troll. No, tri Trials of Mana wasn't short at all. This yeah, is like, my yeah. husband managed to beat it in um, three days in our hotel room uh, in Japan. Yeah, I think I finished it in two or three. Yeah. Um, and that was the funny thing too. He bought the uh, quote-unquote Japanese version, but because he played it on an American Switch, it just defaulted to the American settings. Yep. Which is hilarious. And, and then once he was done, I have bad. News. Say what? I have bad news, ladies and gentlemen. Did you break my controller? We have a we have a we have a fatality. You broke <sighs> the R button on your right Joy-Con is not repairable. It, it fell apart in my hands trying to get to the joystick. Wow. This little thing came off and um, would need some micro soldering and a fixed. Oh, the traces are damaged, I think. So it, it's, it's dead. So I need to order a new right controller? Well, can you just get one? Because I think we can go to Best Buy and get two. Ooh. New left controller, too, just to have in reserve, Anna. Is that what we want? <laughs> Um, well, yeah, I, we'll go to Best Buy after the podcast. Sorry to cut you off, Kelly. No, that's okay. I have to pay respects for Anna's broken controller. Press, press R. Press pay... R because it's the R button's broken. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, he um he bought the Japanese version and played through it, and then I played through it, and I, we both got our fun out of that game. Um, also, and just segueing into my excellent Japan adventure, I managed to buy uh, the two Legend of Zelda amiibos that I couldn't get in the United States. <laughs> Which the, ones? Uh, the Skyward Sword one and the Twilight Princess one. Ooh. So that was cool. I, I, I was actually kind of annoyed with myself because I had pre-ordered them and stopped our mail while we was in Japan. And I was like, crap, I could have bought Solid Snake and the uh, Link's Awakening amiibo here. And I had to have worried about it. But, yeah. Um, Turned out okay, though, right? 
No, yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Um, I had a lot of fun in Japan. I uh, appreciate that you know Dragon Quest is like a religion over there, so you can get all kinds of cool Dragon Quest stuff. Um, I bought a lot of slime merchandise because I love slimes. Um, I was telling you guys about this on Discord last night. I bought the um, fish from Dragon Quest Eleven, which is the cutest thing on the planet. Um, lots of retro games, too. Uh, spent a lot of money at Super Potato. <laughs> hey, you found it. Was it uh, still okay? Not, yeah, not yeah, it was pretty awesome. and pointless at this point. Did they have no. the throne there still? What, uh, what throne? A throne made out of NES games. I didn't see, I don't yeah, think they I think had it, that I anymore. I think it got damaged and they had to get rid of it. So. Um, no, I, I didn't see that. Though, the, the actually the most interesting gaming thing I saw in Japan was at one um, used game shop called Mandarake. They had a glass case that was their not-for-sale case. And inside of it was a gold rock band cart. Which, if you, I don't know if you guys know the story about the gold rock band cards, but um, in Japan they used to have a contest for designing robot masters, and whoever won oh, these. Oh, I heard rock band. You mean rock no. man, like Mega Man? Yeah, All no. right, cool. Yeah, rock man, Mega Man. So th- they had one of the. I, I think. I think like one of the one of eight gold rock man cards in existence. And of course, wow. I couldn't take any. That's pretty I couldn't rare. Take any pic- yeah, no pictures. I couldn't take any pictures of it. Yeah, because oh. it said no pictures. Oh. Um, people were really funny about taking pictures of stuff in stores because <laughs> I saw a, the Kingdom Hearts cloud figurine in a shop, and it was going for like a hundred and twenty bucks. What? And I wanted to. Yeah, that's cheap. And I wanted. I wanted to take a picture of it because I have like two of those figurines, and dude, dude, like started yelling at me, "No pictures! No pictures!" I'm like, oh. Sorry. And, I, and then I felt terrible and I pretended to delete the photo, but not really. Cause... Correct. Correct response. <laughs> because I, I, Americans? When, yeah, I know. That was my one American. Well, you weren't using Flash or anything, were you? No, I just I wanted I wanted to snap a picture of it. That's weird. But I, I wanted to snap a picture of it because it's like I have this figurine at home and I'm amused that it's it's shot up in price because I bought these at uh, Borders when they were still well with that. Yeah, I think they're like several hundred dollars a piece now. Yeah, but um, what else? I want to see what these figurines are. Let's see. Look at um, Cloud Formation Arts. Well, um, that's not the thing I expected to get. <laughs> I've got pictures of cloud, literally clouds, on Etsy. You got cloud formations. You got cloud formation art. No, this was like, yeah, yeah, it was Kingdom Hearts cloud formation art. This hundred dollar one, cloud strife action figure. Is it this one? Yeah, I have that. All right, cool. Both in package and out of package. This guy's selling it for hundred bucks, so that's not too bad. No. Last um, time I was looking for wait, stuff like that on eBay, it was like three hundred dollars. I think I have a yeah. broken one of these. <laughs> if you did, it's in the garbage now. Remember, we throw the... out all oh, of our broken figurines. Then why is this thing so expensive? This because not it's that cloud to begin with, and it's discontinued. Yeah. Um, but no, actually, the most no, the thing be... that I spent. Oh, wait, which cloud is it? Because there's the cloud st- 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 kneeling down on the thing. 
Then there's the cloud standing up, Colosseum it's cloud version. Kneeling, it's the cloud kneeling down on the thing. And then there's a cloud with the with the backward sword. And the in one. Japan, they were blind box, but when they sold them over here, they uh, just packaged them. This guy's cool. Sword. He's got the reverse grip on the sword and the one-winged angel thing going on, even though he's cloud and not Sephiroth. So why does he have the one-winged angel thing going on? Because Sephiroth has the other wing. Mm-mm. Because it's Kingdom Hearts. Because it's Kingdom Hearts. But it's okay. Um, All those people are gone from Kingdom Hearts now. No more Final Fantasy in the Kingdom Hearts. But um, what, one of the most expensive things I bought, aside from the $45 I spent trying to win a Sonic out of the um, claw machine. I'm so sad you didn't which, get it. You should go back I, there and get that Sonic. You know, you know I'm Tell just going to... we're all on your side. I'm, I'm just going to cut my losses and try to eBay it when I get enough money again. But <laughs> that's exactly why I don't gamble. Because I get, get very much into it. Just one more and I'll stop. But um, aside from that, the most expensive thing I bought was the Shining Force 3 premium disc, which I never thought that in a million years that I would own. And I don't know Tell if you guys Tell me more about that, that disc, because I don't know anything about it. So Shining Force 3 came out in three parts in Japan. Um, you could send off a UPC from each part to get this premium disc, which is pretty much like a bonus disc that has a model viewer and a music player and behind-the-scenes stuff. And you could like run special battles and things like that. And it's very it – well, at one point, it was very hard to find. Um I found three of them over there and was pissed because <laughs> was pissed because the first one I bought was like seventy five dollars and then I, then I found two more in another store for half that price. Oh, pain. Mm. So, and now and, you, you learn to shop around that street first. Yeah, well, I think this was like two completely different districts, though. I'm not a hundred percent sure. Um, so that that's my pro tip for Japan: Don't shop pay around the tourist a little prices. bit. Yeah. Um, and and you know this was my first time there. I had no idea. I'm I've I've still got the American viewpoint of when you when you find it, grab it because you're not going to know if you find it again. Well, that's not necessarily the case over it there. It might be in the case over there just because you get lost and you don't know how to get back to yeah. the store you were in. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that um, never happened to Chris. Uh, yeah, no, not at all. Um. And we didn't get too lost because we had our Google phones. What we had the problem was was finding shit because um, so many places like the entrance was tucked away or on a different floor or stuff like that. And I think we was trying to find like one bookstore and we must have went around the block like three times before I finally figured out to like Google the picture and just kind of deduce where the entrance was. So, Kelly, here was my biggest struggle in game stores. Mm -hmm. Um all the games are arranged with the side edge out. That is oh, I had that and Katakana, and I can't read any of it. So to go through and see what they have, I have to pull every single thing out of the shelf to look at the front cover. Yeah, I had that problem too. And unfortunately, my husband wasn't with me for a lot of the gaming stuff because um, he went straight to the manga floors and was exploring all the manga floors. So I was kind of left to my own devices. I I tried to do Google Translate on my phone, but um, that didn't help much. So I I just pulled stuff out and looked, um, and that that was fine. Um, He bought like 100 pounds. 
he he bought like a hundred pounds worth of books at Mandarake, <laughs> and then we had to carry them all back on the train to the hotel. <laughs> and that was like day one. And the rest of the time, every time we went to a bookstore, I would, would look him straight in the eye and go, "Restraint. Whatever you buy, you have to cart back." <laughs> That's a good way to budget. If you can't carry it, you can't buy it. <laughs> yeah, well, well, well. Not only that, we um, brought backpacks with us so that anything that we bought, we could just shove in our backpack, which was really handy. And w- once again, uh, and me being the American, I'm like, are they going to yell at us for having backpacks in our sh- in the store? And it's like, nope. I, I saw people with suitcases in the stores, and nobody said a thing. It's the only which... way to deal with this. <laughs> Which it's like, you know, um, an American store, you can't even go anywhere with a bag because people are going to think that you're going to shoplift. So, um, yeah, I, I had a lot of fun. I definitely want to go back, though, not anytime soon because of the horrible cold that I caught, like, on the second week. And then it got worse the Friday before we left. And then I spent... 12 hour plane ride just sneezing and coughing my head off and oh, did you buy a ninja my... mask though yes i did yeah um they have those face masks for like not spreading germs and some of them look mm-hmm. like ninja masks and other oh things. i didn't do it then i just did I a regular you mask probably didn't because yeah. they're cheaper because <laughs> it was at the 7-eleven well, no, Vaughn, I wouldn't wear them because they were making my glasses fog up. Oh, yeah. No, you have to wear them in a real specific way. It took me a while to figure out how to do it with glasses. Okay. You get the so... good ones that have the little metal strip so you can form it and get a good seal yeah. and all that baloney. And it's, okay. it's ridiculous and it's uncomfortable. And I think it's a bit weird how obsessed the culture is with those masks. But yeah, I guess once you, you get go... used to it, you get used to it. You couldn't go anywhere without seeing them. And and it was funny us making a pilgrimage to a pharmacy to get me some cold medicine because my husband is speaking Japanese to the pharmacist and I have no idea what they're saying. For so, for all I know, he's buying cyanide. So that he, <laughs> I he found that I was me. able to just go look at the packages and the ingredients tended to be in English. Yeah. So that he could poison me and then stay the rest of his time in Japan because he said oh, that you oh. know, he said that, he said you know I love you but it's taken all everything in my power right now to not just punch you in the face and then run off and then be never seen again. <laughs> he he meant it jokingly, but yes, jokingly. <laughs> well, it's it's okay. I bought I brought him back to reality when I said your puppy's going to really miss you and it's going to be like Jurassic Park. And nobody got that. That's the Futurama episode. Yeah. All right. Uh, but um, I I did a lot of gaming over there. I played Link's Awakening. Um, I finished up Dragon Quest Builders. I dabbled a little bit into Final Fantasy VIII Remastered. But then when um, Vaughn finished Link's Awakening, I kind of wanted to play that more since that was a little more active. Um. And then when I got back and I finished Link's Awakening, I was just going through my stuff. And I was like, you know, I really need to give Octopath Traveler another chance. And now I'm playing it and it's like it's clicking now. And I don't know what was wrong with me when it first came out. I think I just couldn't get into the pacing. Yeah, no, the second chapter is drag for pretty much everybody. Yeah. Yeah, and it, and it helps that I spent like a day level grinding and got my main three party members up to like level 50 so that I can just trounce everybody else's second chapter. 
Oh, and Vaughn's telling telling me that he wants to say, me to say that um, he bought Omega Labyrinth Z oh, no. on Anna's no. on Anna's recommendation. No, 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 no. Because I I saw it and I was like, hey, this was the game that Anna pointed out that had boobs in it, and he was like, salt. Boobs. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and the other thing too that was hilarious was I had a couple of stores when I bought games. They looked at me and they said Japanese only, no English. And I'm like, yeah, I know, I know. I and think that's they, sweet. Yeah, it's it's cool. I, I mean, I I get it because I know that they probably have had some pissed off Americans that didn't understand. But all prices on the internet are American. Yeah. But I, I kind of knew what I was getting into, though. It, it was funny when um, Vaughn did it, and they said that, and he was like, no, I got this. <laughs> In Japanese? Yeah. 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 So, yeah, that was my excellent Japanese adventure. And I don't want to be on a plane anytime soon for the foreseeable future. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so, Peter, you also played Link's Awakening. I did, and uh, I'm of the crew that was extensively experienced in it. Uh, I played a crap ton of it on the Game Boy. I bought the DX remake. I think I've got digital copies of the DX remake on my 3DS. So I, uh, it was a no-brainer for me to pick this up. And I'm in the crew that beat it in like two days. Um, everybody says, you're not going to have time to play games whenever you have a baby. But they didn't understand that nap time is best game time. Oh, no, so, yeah. Um, so this is going to kind of age me, but, um, we actually had a couple of people back when we were, um, raiding Molten Core in the original WoW classic who like the original WoW classic, (laughs) like the original vanilla game, not WoW classic that timed their baby's naps to when they were raiding. And there's actually pictures of, um, I don't know if you guys might just be Chris who recognizes the name. But yeah, McNeon used to time baby's naps for when he was molten coring. And as the baby grew up, he gave her her own keyboard. So there's pictures of him where the kid <laughs> is like on his lap playing a keyboard. And in front of her is McNeon's keyboard and mouse where he's playing. Yeah. That's awesome. That's actually cute. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, uh, I did end up getting it done in a couple of days. Um, it was... It was charming. I really enjoyed it. Um, I think my only real gripe about the game was the slowdowns. Um, I thought maybe it was because I was in handheld mode, um, but even docked, it, nope. it still has slowdowns. Digital Foundry so. has a whole investigative video where they try overclocking the thing, slowdown. and it's it's bad. That game yeah, has optimization problems out the wazoo. Right. I, see, I didn't notice any of the slowdown. Yeah, so, if you go to <clears throat> areas too fast. Did you mm-hmm. play the original game, Kelly? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Because, yeah, I've noticed that people who didn't play it um, significantly on the older systems are like, I don't understand. Where is this one down? And everybody who played it before was like, oh, you changed scenes and everything slows what are you down. you talking about? The original wasn't even 3D. There's no way. It's a totally apples to orange comparison. It has nothing to yeah. do with whether you played the original. I was going to say, like, I don't it's know. It's just low 3D frame rate, single digits at time. Yeah, I was going to say I, I didn't it wasn't a comparison thing for me. It's it's literally the resolution gets bad and then the slowdown happens and then once the res picks up, um everything is good again. Um I think the the res dropping was 
to try and avoid that. Maybe they knew that they yeah, had some optimization it's, it's issues. GPU bound apparently. So yeah. here's here's how they found the best performance. You run it in handheld mode with uh, docked um, CPUs and GPU clocks. So that way it's running GP, uh, 720p instead of 1080p, and you're giving mm-hmm. it as much horsepower as you can. And that's when they were getting the best performance. But, like, yeah, it needs some optimization. Still happening. Passes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, it wasn't enough to, you know, break the game for me. Um, I, I still enjoyed a lot of the features. Um, I feel like, uh, you know, it was it was funny finding, you know, like the color dungeon and laughing about it because back then that was a big deal, you know, having colors in a handheld game and now it's kind of a little lost in a world of 1080p's and stuff completely stumbled into that dungeon and i was so happy that i was able to finish it without a guide because i'm like a color dungeon Eh, this isn't gonna be good for me yeah i well i noticed that they put in colorblind stuff this time yeah so there's like symbols on the different colors so like one's a triangle and one's a square and one's a circle and so it was like i didn't care and there's also only red. There's there's no red and green. Uh, well, there is, but not in a way that matters. I, I'm not sure if it was like that before, but I did notice the colorblind stuff and thought of you. Yay. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so um, ended up really enjoying it. Um, I didn't go for anything super like crazy so I, I didn't get all the seashells or i didn't mess around too much in in dompe's dungeon or anything like that um just enough to kind of get a feel for what was there um but i did enjoy it i thought it was charming and uh glad it got a revival because it is one of the better um 2d top-down zelda games uh, that's out there and uh and link was adorable i loved listening to his little noises that he made i loved watching him eat a- apples um, listening to Link drown is the cutest thing. <laughs> know. Listening to him fall down cliffs was adorable too. I, I, I like, think you're monsters. No, I, I gotta say, my favorite iteration of Link was how happy he would look when he would catch fish. I know. It's just it was all adorable. It was the perfect style that you could pick for that particular game. Um, I don't think that would have worked well in a lot of games. But that worked really well, and I enjoyed it. So shout-outs to whoever was the art director because you guys did a good job. Um, yeah, I also Rezo's beat... kind of become like the master class of how you remake a game. Because they did... Uh, the except for their optimization. Seven and <laughs> yeah. eight, and now they did Link's Awakening. So. Yeah. Yeah, they did a good job. Um, you know, hats off to them for sure. Um, I also finally beat Fire Emblem Three Houses after 80 hours of gameplay. <laughs> All right, time um, to play it three more times. I no, no, it's not happening. I, you know, I'm I'm a little sad that I'm missing the gaps because um, there's there's some clear story gaps that they leave out so that you will play it. Uh, I'll go watch videos, but I can't do another. You know, even if I limit it down and really rush like a lot of the school stuff, um, you know, you probably knock it down to what like 40 or 50 hours. Um, but the combat would still be present and everything like that. So I, I thought it was great. Um, I still think it's one of the most accessible um, Fire Emblem games for newcomers. If you've never played one, uh, I think it's one of the better ones to pick up. And uh, I I just, you know, I think by the end I was rushing all of my school stuff. And then I had given all of my stat buffs to Byleth. Um, so I would just march her wherever I was having difficulty and she would just 
one shot everything. Um, yeah. yeah. That's and you uh, didn't have madness as an option, and now you do. No, I didn't. I didn't have it then, and uh, I didn't need the the DLC gold missions either. Even though those were those were interesting, I was like, apparently people have been complaining about not having enough money and hard and maddening because, uh, or I guess just hard at the time, because those missions give you so much gold, it's not even funny. Um, I think by the end of the game, I finished with over two hundred and fifty k, just chilling. I had nothing to do with it. So not my experience. <laughs> yeah, right. I know. And, and many others who played hard. Um, I've heard the same thing. So um, but it was good. I enjoyed that. Um, and uh, I mostly mentioned those just because I do beat games. It takes me ages, but I do beat them. Um, and I'm now currently going through since the release of the SNES games on the switch, um, going back through Breath of Fire uh, for those who do listen regularly i had mentioned that i'd never beaten it um it was back in the day when i was still young and didn't understand rpgs and would run from all of my battles and i got stuck because i was way under leveled for where i was where i was at and it was kind of a mess all around so doing it right this time i'm gonna beat breath of fire it's still one of my favorite rpgs i think of all time um at least top five and uh the one I really want to talk about is Contra Rogue Core because I was shocked to see it when it got announced. Um, was it a Nintendo Direct or was it E3? I don't remember anymore. Um, but they talked about it, and I, you know, I thought that much like Breath of Fire, I thought Contra the IP was pretty much dead. Um, I hadn't really seen anything new on it in a long time. So seeing this announced, I was kind of curious to see where it would go. I've always loved Contra. I've played, I think, pretty much all of them. Um, and I picked it up, and I'm actually pleasantly surprised. Uh, they did a really good job with keeping kind of the old formula uh, as a run-and-gun type game, but uh, adding enough new things to match with today's uh, gameplay styles uh, that, that would keep it kind of relevant. Um, so they switched it from a side-scrolling uh, shooter to a twin-stick shooter that's more of like a, uh, I guess, like a three-quarters view sort of camera style. It moves all over the place, but I guess that's like the premise. Um, you get all these these crazy characters I've never seen before, um, one being a giant panda, which I absolutely love. His name is Hungry Beast, and he needs everybody's love and attention all the time. Um <laughs> He carries a giant minigun and a rocket launcher. So it's like he's pretty much like my spirit animal. Um, but they um, they have all these little collectibles. The one thing I'm kind of curious about is the, the main missions. It looks like there's only five, uh, which is really short. And I, I don't know if that's intentional because they want to focus on they have a, a very extensive online mode um, with m either death battles or like this weird – soccer style game um and i think there's one other one uh outside of like just a regular co-op through the main missions but um I i'll be curious to see if once i beat these five if they have any kind of more missions or if that's really just it but uh so far it's been it's been really pleasant to go through um there's a lot of character customization now um, you can customize the guns with a bunch of modifications to do all kinds of crazy stuff. You can do implants on your organs, uh, which changes the inherent stats of your character, which is kind of cool. So they have brain implants, eyeball implants, 
uh, bone implants and there's a, a heart implant, I think. Um, so that's really wild. And then you can like modify the way those implants work by choosing some insane doctor to do it. So they have a basic doctor, which just implants it as the stats are. They have some crazy lady who will implant it, but maybe, uh, if it's successful, will grant extra buffs. And if it's unsuccessful, we'll remove some of those buffs. Um, so kind of a risk reward system. And then another one that will implant it as it is. Um, but sometimes we'll just change the buff entirely. So it doesn't remove it or add more, but just, you know, changes it within that segment. Um, so maybe instead of having like a plus five attack, it'll have a plus five defense. Um, and if it fails, it just kind of sits there. So um, lots of lots of interesting mechanics behind it. A huge list of in-game achievements. Um, I don't remember if this is... I think this is a multi-plat. I think there's... Um, it's on the PlayStation 4 as well, so I'm sure that those achievements carry over. But since the Switch doesn't have any inherent trophy system or achievement system, um, it's just all in-game for me. But yeah, I mean, I've been I've been enjoying. It. I probably put like I don't know three or four hours into it, so nothing too crazy. Um, Breath of Fire has really been taking up most of that game time right now, but um, still a lot of fun. And if anybody out there plays Contra Rogue Core and wants to play multiplayer, let me know. That it. Uh, Josh, you still here? Yeah. You didn't yeah, fall asleep? I'm still here. No, no. All right. Tell us about what you've been playing. Are you saying Peter uh, put everyone to sleep? No, no. That his <laughs> I know. I tried to be brief. I'm so sorry. so boring for the kids. No, no. It's um, to sleep. someone said BRB, and I didn't know if it was Josh or Alex. It was Alex. Okay. She was worried I was off, like, doing something with the cat. <laughs> I don't hear any jingling. I'm impressed. I don't hear any, like, yeah, books yeah. being manipulated or anything. No crashes so far. Fingers crossed. Wait, if your cat crashes, do you have to reboot it? <laughs> yeah, totally. Oh, okay. <laughs> it, it involves a laser. Oh, all right. <laughs> oh, so, like, I, it's been a while since I've been on. Um, football season started, so I kind of have gone da, da, back da, da, to... Da. Yeah, I've been playing portable games while while football's on in the background. So I finally uh, picked up and finished Tokyo Xanadu on the Vita because I've been like slowly plugging away at that for like nine months or something like that. <laughs> I don't think I've ever played a game where, like, y you know, I know Anna and Alex, you know, you know pretty well like the game. I, I I know a couple of my friends on Twitter who really aggressively dislike that game, and I found myself just being kind of really in the middle on it. Just kind of, I, I'm not sure I've played a ah, game that I, you were neither overwhelmed nor underwhelmed. You were yeah, just exactly. whelmed. Exactly, perfectly whelmed. It was fine. Capital all capital letters. Fine, you know, <laughs> and. <laughs> So usually on those kind of games, they just kind of are forgettable. And I think this one, like I, I enjoy Falcom so much like uh, trails. The trail series is probably my favorite RPG series. The ease games are my favorite, uh, favorite action RPGs. So I kind of have like high expectations for them. And this game is just, everything is okay. The story and characters, they're fine. They're okay. The combat certainly doesn't come anywhere near as close to like uh, ease in terms of how fast and fluid and fun the combat is. It's just okay. Um, you know, they, they use the same trails of cold steel engine and that, 
that engine has all kinds of issues on, especially on Vita, but even on PS3 when it was on there, where like the frame rate was pretty terrible at points. And you combine that with like the uh, the camera getting hung on things. Like there were a couple of different times in the game, uh, you know, like when I was finishing up the other other day where I thought the game had just crashed and it turned out like, no, no, the frame rate's gone down to like three frames a second and the camera got hung on the wall and it just looked like it had crashed. <laughs> For listeners at home, you can all hear the cat bell and the cat meowing in the background. Yeah. The cat has waited strategically for Josh's section to start in order to get up to mischief. As usual, he knows. He knows I'm talking, so that I must be doing something in the background. So, like, it just doesn't it doesn't have the same sort of charm as like a game like Zvi, which also maybe doesn't have the world's greatest story or combat, but it was just those games were so darn charming. And this one is if you're looking for a persona inspired kind of like action rpg this kind of fits that bill but it just didn't quite live up to my expectations for what i expect from a falcom game you know i I expect falcom games to uh, tokyo xanadu tokyo xanadu oh all right didn't alex like this i thought alex anna and i liked it all right anna did you like this i did but he's totally right it's a very mediocre game (laughs) very whelming yeah, very whelming. <laughs> so, I appreciate that we're back to accepting whelming as a word. I don't think that's how whelming works. I think if you are fully whelmed, you are fully satisfied, and that is not the impression I'm getting here. Oh, whelmed is just the epitome just of meh. No, it's, it's okay. not, though. That's that's what you're using it as, but I'm really not sure that's what that means. <laughs> when, when you neither like nor dislike a game, it's just meh. Yes. You, I, you know, you're underwhelmed or you're overwhelmed, but then you can just be whelmed. It's I, like, oh, it's average. I it's fine. what you're going for. <laughs> I, I hear you. I'll, I'll stop. I'm so glad so, this is catching on. <laughs> so I, I was, I had plans. I, I have uh, Trails of Cold Steel 3 pre-ordered, you know, like the fancy collector's edition. I don't buy many of those anymore, but Trails, I got to splurge on so i had plans they the nis put out a demo which is basically like the uh <laughs> that's my the cat demo that's been turned... a trade event what did the cat just do <laughs> sorry somehow turned on the printer good job cat. Kind of nice. <laughs> <laughs> he, he's gonna print he's gonna print those files yeah yeah, yeah. So NIS put out the demo and I was planning on like, okay, I'm just going to wait and play the demo right before the game comes out. I'm going to be good. So I can just start and go into it fresh. And of course I eventually caved and played it last weekend because <laughs> I had to see the, the, the new little bit of trails and oh man, I, I've been missing trails for so much. <laughs> um, the, the demo does not take long to start getting into uh, lots of fan service for fans of the series, like fan man. service. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't take long for Tita and Agate show up from the Trails in the Sky games. Um, boy, it really um, it, at least the the prologue is just like a re. They they are obviously kind of redoing uh, the stuff from Trails of Cold Steel One. You got the kids; they're going to a new school. Um, 
Lord help, they even have the orienteering exercise. I mean, that's what most of kind of the prologue is, at least, you know, where they're kind of introducing the combat system. And it even has, you know, the, the kids falling through the floor, the one girl, the female character falls boobs first on top of the, the male character. For goodness you sake, know. just play something else. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they kind of had to rerun everything they even already did in the first game. Um, but it, it's fun, you know, it's it's Trails. There's still, you know, 600 characters and all the different little storylines tied together. They're already kind of uh, setting up where they're going to go with it, even just in the couple-hour prologue. Um, they've tweaked the battle system slightly, so it's kind of like uh, Persona. Ha- uh, Persona 5 had everything kind of mapped to, you know, like it didn't use a menu system. It just had all the controls mapped to the, the different buttons on the controller. Trails has kind of like gone down that path. And then it's also kind of like tweaked it slightly where now you accumulate kind of another meter where you have, uh, I think they call it brave points. And you can kind of choose to use those either to like buff your party or you can use them to pull off like more powerful attacks. Um, You know, when you actually stagger an enemy that that was in the earlier trails in the uh, earlier Cold Steel games, when you staggered an enemy, you're uh, the character that, that that staggered the enemy was linked to could come in and do like a powerful attack. And now you kind of have to choose like, okay, do I want to do that? Or do I want to use those brave points to kind of like buff my party? So, you know, little tweaks to the battle system. Um, but, uh, you know, it, it, uh, it, it's been so long. I've just, I'm, I'm jazzed for trails to finally be coming out again. I, I guess it hasn't been as long of a, uh, a, as long of a layover as it was between, uh, the very first Sky game and the second game, when where that was like four or five years between those, mm-hmm. <laughs> that was pretty awful. <laughs> At least this one didn't have an awful, uh, an awful cliffhanger in the middle. But yeah, really, <laughs> <laughs> that was absolutely brutal to kind of like have to have to sit through. <laughs> yeah, I I held off on even playing the first Trails uh, in the Sky until I heard about the second one coming out, just because it's like I didn't want to have to deal with that cliffhanger. Yeah, that, uh, and it was especially tough because for a lot of that time we never knew if there it was really going to come out or not. <laughs> um, didn't the guy have a nervous breakdown during that localization too? Yeah, yeah, one of the contractors did. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <sighs> It just, it, which is why it got so delayed. Yeah, that was one of the many reasons it did. It, it, Trails in the Sky second chapter is kind of massive. I think it is still the longest, the most uh, characters of any of the games. Mm-hmm. I think. But it, yeah, they're, those games are all massive scripts because there are truly like hundreds of npcs and all of them have their own little stories and every single time there's a major event in the game they'll all have different things to say and it's that sort of weird world building that falcom does in those that series that i really love there, there's yeah. just nothing no, no, no other game really does that uh, falcom does does did good storytelling that's for sure yeah um, unfortunately, I had to cancel my pre-order for Trails 3 just because I'm not going to have time to play it, and I haven't even finished Trails 2 yet. <laughs> yeah, those games can be huge and kind of be a slow burn. 
Yeah, I'll I'll get there eventually. I just haven't haven't had the time to, and have had other stuff that I've wanted to play. So, like yeah. always, I'll be I'll be a game behind. But <laughs> yeah, that's okay. And then and you then... guys will talk about how amazing it is. I'll be like, oh god, now I need to get ahead. <laughs> yeah, we're getting there. Then the only other thing I've been playing, I've been slowly, I can't, well, I don't think I can talk about it much since it's pretty much all spoilers, but uh, I've also been picking at AI, the Somnium files. Oh, I need to get that. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's, it's good. It's, um, it's from the same, uh, well, Alex, I think, talked about it the other week. I know he wrote up a a venture corner on it. Um, It's from the same developer from who did uh, the 999 Nonary games. And yeah, I just got to the Ujikoshi. Uh, yeah, I just got to the uh, the Minecraft spinoff or the Minecraft inspired puzzles last night, and that was uh, interesting. Oh yeah, you were <laughs> telling me about that. So, like in this game, part of the the part of the shtick is that like you're you're this slightly futuristic cop who has the ability to dive into people's minds and kind of like oh, see it's like their driver subconscious. San Francisco? Yeah. <laughs> what? You actually get that reference. All right. Yes, I do. That's... Yeah, Anna. That driver game that was is a, weird. That was a very weird game that got really... You're in a hospital could... den, ju- jumping into people's minds. What? Driving around. Yeah, very odd game. What the hell? Yeah. That That's what people who played it said. <laughs> So, it, yeah, in this one, like you dive into someone's subconscious and they have like this, you know, like a almost like a dreamlike world. And then you have to solve puzzles in in that world and it being kind of like dreamlike, like sometimes the laws of physics don't quite work normally. Like, you you know, like you'll walk through a door and then suddenly you'll be, you know, 100 feet tall or something like that. <laughs> So you're kind of like wandering around trying to solve these little puzzles. And then sometimes the puzzle, you know, once you uh, once you solve these puzzles, like it will even have an effect on the real world. So you're kind of like creating alternate universes. And it, yeah, it has a lot of that pseudoscience and uh, stuff that the 999 Nonary Games had to. It, it's been, you know, like it's been very fun. It has that balance of being kind of dark but also having that that odd sense of humor that the nonary games had so it's been good i've been kind of like slowly plugging away on with that when i've had some free time but that that's all that's been keeping me busy lately (laughs) all right is that everybody i didn't go chris i guess we can talk about you um i i have I have many questions. The first question I have for you is, can we not buy replacement Nintendo Joy-Cons? I'm tired of fucking Nintendo products breaking on us. Um, no? You know, I, I had Joy-Con drift happen to me, and I um, recalibrated my sticks, and it seemed to help. It does. Yeah. And then eventually that stopped helping, too. Mm. But yes, that can help a lot. Also, um, I broke my R button. Oh, well, by you, you mean me. Well, I mean, I broke it to start. I think I weakened it the first time I went in there. 
you pounding on it while it was misaligned made it worse, and then me going in here this time just pfft, is dead, Jim. <sighs> so what have you been playing besides brake controllers? Um, brake controllers, brake other controllers. Um, I'm... Oh, why am I even looking at this thing? This is cool. Um, all right. You've been mm. playing Borderlands 3 with the girls. I played Borderlands 3 with the girls. Um, it's... it's I, I stand by what I said last time. It's still... Boor- it's more Borderlands. Yep. Writing's hit or miss. Mostly miss, but sometimes hits. And uh, I'm at the point where I've just hacked the game to give myself unlimited golden keys and money so I can have more fun with it. And uh, I don't even care because it's, otherwise it'd be boring. Um, but that's uh, that's a thing. <laughs> Sorry. Um, in addition to Borderlands 3, I played some more Final Fantasy IV Free Enterprise, um, which there's nothing really to report on that other than I got real into compiling emulators myself. So I now know how to compile BeastNess and make it run on Windows, like me compiling it rather than just downloading it from a guy, you know, the guy what makes BeastNess. Um, because I'm crazy and I like optimizing things with compilers and I'm a nerd. Weirdo. So I've been playing around with that. I've I installed Linux to see if I can get better SNES emulation performance on um on Linux. The answer is apparently no. Um I uh I will donate to you five hundred dollars if you uh, can successfully emulate the mode seven features. What do you mean <laughs> emulate the mode seven features? Like make them look the way that they did on the SNES. Because uh, emulating, they, they do. don't. Yes, no, they, do. they don't. Yeah, they, do. they don't. No, they don't. Mm. Move on. Um, I, I disagree, <laughs> um, but I can also would love to demonstrate you what BeastNest can do with Mode 7 specifically. Um, so I will ask you to keep your eyes tuned to the stream, and I will show you. Um, in the meantime, um, I, would, uh, I would say that I've been learning way more about emulation than I should. Uh, to the point where I was compiling emulation emulators for the iPhone last night and um, realizing I'm really wasting my time, but also <laughs> having fun doing it. So it's a hobby. <laughs> I'm, I'm a weirdo ner- nerd like that. Um, and yeah, so I've been into making things run well on Super Nintendo emulators, and that's a thing for me. Um, but we're going to move on from that because then I watched a video. Or then you know what came out last week? The game came out. And what came out last week? Dragon Quest Eleven S. It did. And I still haven't played the third act of Dragon Quest. So I was like, okay, I need to pick up my PS4, dust it off, and get into that third act of Dragon Quest Eleven and finish that game for real. Because I had a lot more game to cover. There's a whole bunch of story with these weird invisible creatures that I need to understand what's going on with them and stuff. And I, uh, I, I listened to a video from Tim Rogers at Kotaku where he was talking about the improvements to Dragon Quest Eleven S on the Switch. And at the very end, he he showed off some of the um, the orchestral music in, in a little joke segment, and he just had the game playing for a while with the, the music from the orchestra playing. I'm like, yep, all right, I guess I'm gonna replay this on the Switch now. That's that's all it was for me. I just don't even. I'll tell you uh, what, I've been hovering over the Amazon buy button for this. Anna was pre had pre-ordered it already, uh, and it's sitting there on her Switch. It's on our account, so I or on her account. So I went ahead, loaded her um, in the eShop in her name on my Switch, and as long as she's not playing it, I can play Dragon Quest XI S on the Switch. And I started playing it, and it's like, yep, that music being orchestrated is the only thing was the missing from the other game, and just having that here is enough for me to be like just so happy. Um, I don't know if you remember, I was very unimpressed with the music originally in Dragon Quest XI, 
And, um, you weren't the only one. And I don't know why. Like, this is the weirdest thing. So last night, so in addition to, okay, so let's talk about Dragon Quest XI Switch. Um, Dragon Quest XI-S Definitive Edition for the Switch. You get Dragon Quest XI in an inferior graphical form that doesn't really matter much because it's a cartoony art style and losing a little bit of definition is not a big deal. You get the game. You get some additional costumes. You get the ability to have costumes on your characters equipped regardless of what equipment you want to use. So you can have good stats and have the little girl in the kitty costume. That's a big win. Uh, yes, it players is. Players of the game know what I'm talking about there. Um, you get additional content, uh, including the 2D mode from the 3DS and a whole toggle side quest thing. I don't even know what's up with that, if that was in the 3DS or not, but it's in here. Um, so that's there. You get the orchestrated music. Um, which sounds fantastic and makes the music come alive in a way that originally it just was not doing anything for me. You get... Um, uh, uh, oh, right. You get a free DLC contact pack that gives you like three costumes to start off with for a few of the characters. Um, in addition to that, it gives you the Dragon Quest VIII overworld music to listen to um, instead of the Dragon Quest XI overworld music. And it's it's orchestrated or, symphon or or synthesized depending on what you choose in the menu and so you have um you have the ability with this game uh and coming back to the point i wanted to make to choose like do i want to go back to the Dragon Quest 8 music which i remember really loving or Dragon Quest 11 music and so i turned on Dragon Quest 8 music and i was like all right cool and then i was like listening to it for a bit i'm like no nah, i want to listen to Dragon Quest 11 music on orchestra now and i realized what i really like is just listening to Dragon Quest music on an orchestra period it doesn't really matter it's just so and the, this is newer, so it feels a little fresher to me. So, um, yeah, it's not really the problem being the music's not as good as, as 8. It's like something about Dragon Quest on an orchestra is just better, I think. Oh, I'm still trying to understand it because it, if I was making the point before that 8 had better music and now I have the option of listening literally to 8's music in this game versus its music and I'm still choosing to listen to 11's music, then that must mean that 8's music is not as good. And I was wrong about that. So then what is it? I guess the fact that it's orchestrated. I don't know. So there's that whole thing going on in my head. Um, anyway, I haven't real, I'm having a lot of fun with it. I love that I can skip cutscenes because I'm kind of replaying the game and catching back up to where I was. So I was able to do all of Galapagos in like half an hour last night instead of having to stop and watch a 10-minute cutscene here and there and all the other things. So uh, you can progress a lot more quickly. I've got the battles on hyperspeed, um, which... I'll be honest with you, feels like, to me now, having the battles on high speed, the, the high, they've got three speed settings, I'm the highest one, um, I want to go higher if I can, but uh, <laughs> the idea of going back down is abhorrent to me, so it's like, it feels way better paced now in the battles, so you'll love it, um, if, especially if you felt the battles just progressed too slowly before. Um, and yeah, uh, what am I missing, Anna? Uh, you don't know, you're not... Watch me play are you it, playing right? in 2D or 3D mode? I am playing in 3D. Um, I'll be honest, uh, I've looked at the 2D modes a bit and thought about it, um, and there are a few things I don't like. Um, uh, can you do... Uh, yeah, you can. Um, I I don't... Um, I don't like the way the cutscenes play out in 2D. I feel like you lose a lot of good directing and action sequences and stuff in 2D. Um, I, I appreciate how they're achieved in 2D. I think it's a cool thing that they added it in there, but I also don't think that it's like 
as good of a game in 2D as it is in 3D. I feel like it's a different game and a lesser game, but that you're covering all the same content and stuff at least. But I also I don't like watching the battles unfold in 2D. I don't like um uh yeah, it's just the whole thing is kind of like eh, it's it's lesser to me. Um it's cool to see it that way for a while, but I chose to go with 3D. And you can choose to go back and forth. It's just an awkward system where you have to start at the beginning of a chapter to switch mm-hmm. and that's kind of weird. Um and ultimately I'm like you know, I really like this series, the way it looks in 3D, the way it plays in 3D, and all the extra stuff. And uh, I appreciate they added this in, but it really feels like an add-on, and uh, I don't need it. So I'm sticking to 3D, personally. So, eh. I hope that justifies. What about you, Kelly? Are you enjoying that? Are you playing it? No, you've just been um, hovering over it. Right? Yeah, I've been hovering over the buy button, because it's like, dang it, I don't want to put another 60 hours in a game right now that I played last year, but it looks like a much better version of the game that I already played. Well, and then, Did you do the third act? No. Okay, so see, you have a reason to go back to it. Uh, yeah. Why you got to be a bad influence? I know I'm a bad influence. Um, uh. Let's put it this way. It's like going for your Sonic plushie, except you know what you're going to get for your money. Oh, jeez. Mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm forever going to be shamed by that damn Sonic plushie. Yeah. But Probably. it's my own fault. Um, it's my own fault, but... No, I, I have it on my Christmas list. I might just wait and see if I get it for Christmas and replay it then because there's so much other stuff coming out that I want to try. Yeah, that's all I got, Anna. You can move on now. All right. Sorry. I think we're ready for feedback. We're ready for feedback. All right. What are we ready for? Oh, who's our feedback? Um, Which... Other Pokemon should get a new evolution because uh, uh, the last time we had a podcast, they had just announced um, Surfetched. Surfetched, yes. And so the one of the one of the answers in here is actually going to be super relevant. Um, Shaman says, "Question of the week: I think Love Disc should get an evolution that makes it Water Fire to represent Heartburn." <laughs> also, he got a crazy deal on the Nintendo Switch Lite. He DM'd me the details. It is wild that I miss Canada. Hmm. I won't get into it. But uh, Featherhoof uh, talked about the ammo situation because I guess you guys were discussing ammo in, in regards to Borderlands Three. Chris, what? Oh, yes, we were. Okay. Sorry, I'm watching Peter play Breath of Fire now, and. He's talking to a guy who has a fish as his head. How come I it's can't very see? Very confused. How come I yeah, can't that's see Gobi. It? Okay. Hey, how what? come I can't see? I it? don't know why you can't see it. Well, why can't you see it? The Skype is up there. Uh, oh no, no, you have to look on the. I'm on the the other machine, and I don't want to stream it twice because uh, bandwidth. Okay. Okay. Um, question of the week: Featherhoof says, "I think Rapidash should get a new evolution: sprouting huge, flaming, fiery Pegasus wings and being a fire flying type, or well. get a Galar region variant that's water type. And while Ponita would have a water bubbly mane and a tail instead of flames, its Rapidash equivalent evolution would turn it into a hippocampus." I don't think that's what they went with, but they did go with a yeah, Galar so region. <laughs> <laughs> Funny you yeah. should mention that, Featherhoof, because there's been like a 24-hour Pokemon stream in Japan. On, I think, Nico Nico. And one of the things that they showed off is a Galar region variant for uh, either Ponita or Rapidash. It, it's a unicorn. It's a fluffy It's not a pink. unicorn. It has Rap- a horn. It, Rapidash is already a unicorn. It has a horn. You can't say this is a unicorn as though Rapidash isn't a unicorn. It is a unicorn already. It's a unicorn. This is a dual corn. It is not pink, a unicorn. It has fluffy. two horns. It's cute. It's a dual corn. I need it. 
Okay. You can you can <laughs> I, do it. Okay. Right? Are you, you going to name your Are you going to name yours Princess Celestia? Oh no. <laughs> Cuz I am. All right. Uh Strawberry Eggs uh chimes in and says Dunsparce. Wait, 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 wait. Which one's going to be Celestia and which one will be Luna? You got to pick one. Well, it one. depends yeah, if they it, it depends if they have a shining form. Oh, I, I thought you were going to do like Celestia as the Rapid Dash and Luna as the new Gala one. No, I was going to do Celestia. Well, actually, no, technically darker, I could do you know? yeah, I see? could do both as Celestia because oh. Celestia has a fire form. Oh, does she now? Okay. So I haven't watched that far. Okay. It was in a dream. Oh, but... all, right, all right. Guys, guys, breaking news. What? Sophie is out of her bed. Okay. Hello, Sophie. Look. <laughs> We've we've been having kitty problems because the new cat that we adopted. She does this, Anna. She's been I'm, out of her bed this week. Not really. Yes, she has. Yeah, our cat. My wife doesn't that's know why what she's we doing. forgot to mention why we weren't there last week. Yeah, our cat needed a. Uh, our cat was sick. Our cat was sick. She's better now. <laughs> she wasn't eating. She wasn't doing anything. And we it turns she out she had dying. worms, and her teeth were falling. We apart. don't know that she has worms. But we treated her as though she has worms, and her teeth are coming out, and. This and that and the other thing. Yeah, she yeah. lost a third of her teeth. But it's mm. like a totally different cat now. All right. Um, back to Pokemon. Speaking of cats, uh, Dunsparce finally needs an evolution. Maybe a large hoop snake, since Dunsparce is based off the Japanese cryptid, the Shunchi. The what? Uh, Kelly, help me out with this. Suchinoko? Su. Su. Where is it? It's in the spreadsheet. Su. Yeah, I know. I'm in the spreadsheet. I just can't find where the post is. Last feedback. Okay. Suchinoko. Thank you. It was on YouTube, Anna. Oh, okay. The stream was on YouTube and Twitch. So, you know, you're totally wrong about everything. (laughs) All right. Um, We also asked Twitter. It's also over. And Kelly said, um, that's uh, Zangoose, right? Yep. Zangoose is one of my favorite Pokemon. It is pretty cool. Um, Wheel said Aegislash, forgetting that Aegislash is already a tier three evolution. <laughs> um, and Adrian Den, Den uh, Anna, voted for Shuckle. Uh, can you see the stream on your computer? Uh, if I go to the right window, yeah. yeah. I think I know why the Pokemon <laughs> are scared to come out. <laughs> oh, oh, oh my. See, people are losing their crap over the um, rapid or the Ponita, but nobody is mentioning the Imp Pokemon that kept popping up in that, mm. yep. I- including the one that knocked the camera o- or that fogged up the camera and caused um, blurry footage of the Ponita. There's like a whole Reddit thread of different Twitch clips. Um. Yes, uh, Adrian changed his name to be Spooky for Halloween. So he's Adrian <laughs> Dan. Yeah, that's what everyone does. Hey, hey, Shaman has an excellent Spooky name for Halloween. $600 PS5. <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, Nico wrote in and says he thinks the Cubone should have a third evolution. But Cubone already, yeah. But Marowak is he, and he's he's totally nailed this. Marowak is not a very strong Pokemon, and I don't like the design. I think it should be better. Are people still? Are we talking? I love I love the Lowland uh, Marowak though. Yeah, but normal Marowak is, and the stats yeah. of it are still garbage. It needs a third evolution to be better. See, I think Cubone needs a baby version. 
That doesn't have and, the mask on? Yeah, that doesn't have the mask on. And um, There was some art floating around of what was possibly a prevolution, but I think that ended up getting debunked. Yeah. But also, you have to murder a Kangaskhan in front of it to turn it, evolve it into a Cubone. What? I got, I got news for you. Mm-hmm. The Ponytas do have single horns. They're unicorns. I said they had horns. They have single horns. Yes, and they they're light black. up. Look at them. They light up. Oh, you can't see this because I've got it on the wrong window. Put on the right window. No, I'm currently that, watching Gobi. Here, look. I'm gonna say look nobody laughed at. Nobody laughed at my horrible joke. <laughs> What joke? I said that if for a baby um, Cubone, you should have to murder a Kangaskhan <gasps> in front of it in order to no! evolve it. No! What? <laughs> what? <laughs> Sorry, we were distracted with the, the Pokemon. What is wrong with you? <laughs> well, the the fan theory has always been that uh, Cubone is a baby Kangaskhan that lost its mother. Yeah. So... I, uh... Just no. <laughs> yeah, there is an. I know. What I'm is horrible. this in Pokemon? Impidimp. All right. Yeah. That's weird. So this Pokemon stream was literally not the game being played. No, it was a bunch of Pokemon. It was just ideas. a scene in a forest. And by the way, the scuttlebutt is that the Pokemon researcher's assistant who set up this camera, because that's the story, um, pointed the camera the wrong way, and all the Pokemon are just behind the camera. Um, I, like, I like that. I like that theory. <laughs> and so the obviously the stream they were just using it to tease some Pokemon noises and and announce a Pokemon. But did they really spend twenty four hours to announce two Pokemon? Yeah, that's just weird. That's a long commitment. All right. So who else are we we want new forms of besides this horrid idea from Kelly? That's just horrendous. <laughs> And yeah, we, we went over them all. All right. I don't know. Do, you, do we have any suggestions? I don't think so. I, okay. I think I'm good. We got a new Ponyta who's not on fire, so I feel like I can finally pet it without losing my entire skin. It doesn't burn you if it, it likes you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I, th I think this new Ponyta is going to be fairy type. You think? <laughs> which which does make me wonder if you're going to have to be a virgin to be able to tame it. Oh, that's a good call. Yeah. So, fortunately, we're playing Pokemon and everybody's virgins. Yeah, it's, it's like you're always like 10 or 11, so <laughs> you better be. You've <laughs> got major issues. Jesus. And <laughs> podcast Dad. just got rated harder. Everybody <laughs> for news. <laughs> Oh, sorry. Pa, 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 we went pa, from pa, news pa, pa. to Mortal Kombat theme. Dee, 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 dee. Yeah. <laughs> when he was doing that, I was thinking of uh, Super Mario 64, where it's like, pa, 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 pa. Let's go. Okay, I'm done. I hate Super Mario 64. I'm going to say it. Boom. It's not a good game, and I'm bad at it. And so it's mostly not good because I'm bad at it. This so. comment sponsored by the Super Mario 64 randomizer we watched. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, Sword of the Necromancer was announced Better uh, than during Sunshine, uh, TGS 2019. It is a dungeon crawling roguelite RPG heading to Nintendo Switch and PC. So this is going to use the the IR camera on the Switch to scan codes for unique items. 
So, so has anything used this camera since One Two Switch? Does this thing is this like the camera? first game? <laughs> like, where's this camera? It's on the end of your uh, right Joy-Con. Oh, the one I broke for Anna. Right? <laughs> <laughs> and are Switch Lite users just screwed? I think so. Yeah, yeah. That yeah. Doesn't, that Wait, doesn't really? Lite. Yeah. What is this? What game it's is this? Though? Sword of the Necromancer. So it just won't support that feature, probably. Yeah. Yeah, so the idea is is um, you're using the actual sort of the necromancer. Um, she's trying to save her prince. Um, well, I mean, there's a bigger problem. What? A nobody plays a switch game like this in kickstand mode with Joy Cons because that's like the least ergonomic, least good view, least good for you way to play a thing. So how do I do this with my pro controller on the TV? Because that's how I'm actually playing. I don't know. Yeah. I I actually play like that sometimes yeah. on my desk. I like the, this person's obviously in a hotel room. You can tell from the guests, uh, the desk and the outlet layout. But it's like, it's like. Uh, so why this would is I do this? this is an interesting take on the roguelike. Or I guess it's a roguelite. Okay. So when it? you die, you lose your currently equipped equipment and half of your levels. Mm-hmm. So you don't start completely over, but you do get punished if you die. And then they got an, a, a piece of equipment by scanning this QR code. Yep. IR code. IR code. Yep. Not QR. No, It IR. looks like QR, but okay. It. I don't know. It's a code. Yeah. You scan it. They scanned it All right. and things happened. Um, Tenderfoot Tactics is a tactical RPG. It sounds like a username. It now... <laughs> Uh, and it has a demo. You can download um, the demo for PC, Mac, and Linux via Itch.io. Tenderfoot Tactics was my tag team name in college for wrestling. Yep. Um, yeah, so there is uh, a thing called Fog, and it's eating through the world, and you need to try to figure out what started the fog and how to stop it. So it's coming out early 2020, so if you don't want to play a beta version, just mm -hmm. wait a few months, and you'll be able to play the whole thing. Mm -hmm. Uh, do, do you discover that what started the fog was actually in N64? Mm. Turn on that, the fog. That would machine. be amazing <laughs> if that is how it went down. It's all the giant N64 is the boss. Yeah, yeah. And you beat it, and like the graphics like way get better. <laughs> <laughs> the last level is uh, Superman 64. Oh. <laughs> Anna, go on to this Minecraft clone. What is this? Yeah, so this is Cube World. It's a voxel open world RPG, um, and it's available now. Okay. So this was in development for a long time. Um, right, so this was announced like in 2011 or 2012, came out in 2013, and then disappeared for years. And finally, it came back, and the guy was like, hey, getting, you know, popular so fast, and then getting DDoSed, like, completely wrecked me as a person. And so I just needed to take time away and refocus myself and um, develop this game the way that it needed it to be developed. offline and away from people. Yeah. Pretty much. Mm -hmm. can hear, I can understand that. <laughs> so, yeah, it's out now. Yay, cool. It's a PC uh, via Steam. If you originally got um, the game in either the original alpha or the closed beta, you can just email them and get your key. Cool. 
that mini map looks really cool on that. I do like the mini map. I like it more than the actual game look. Yeah, it's been interesting <laughs> to kind of follow this because um, I I do like a morning flash briefing um, from a Canadian guy who does like bite sized video game news, and so he also talked like about the it. only flash briefing on Alexa <laughs> for um, video games. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, what is it, Gaming Observer? Yeah, the Gaming yeah. Observer. This mini-map, this should be in Dragon Quest Builders. This should mm -hmm. be the Builders mini-map. It looks great. The Builders 2 mini-map is pretty good. Well, the Builders 2 mini-map is just a Dragon Quest over map, world map, right? No. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's just I a 2D-looking Dragon yes. Quest map. Yeah. Which I appreciate, but this is cooler. Anyway, what are we talking about? I don't know. Anymore. Oh, they got a pet bunny. There's pets, we're, Kelly. We're talking you gotta play about, this. We're talking about Mistover. Maybe you can get a bunch of chickens. So, uh, Mistover is... I put out a second demo. So, they... What, what was the first demo for this? Because I totally forget. I guess earlier this year? Alex, help me out here. He already fell asleep. <laughs> He's offline. Damn it! This, like a couple of weeks ago. Oh, yeah. Really? I yeah. thought this came yeah. out way, way earlier in the year. Okay. Yeah. So uh, if you're interested in Mistover, there's a second demo available for PC via Steam, PS4, and Nintendo Switch. Um, it is more lore-based and has two playable stages, six of the eight playable characters, customization options, and no time limit. Um, if you're interested in just playing the full-on game, it is coming out on October 10th. And yay, news out of TGS that I got very excited about. Koei Tecmo has announced that the Gus, that the Atelier Dusk trilogy is coming to North America and Europe for PC, PS4, and Nintendo Switch. Can you already so, play this? No. So the first, the, the, tri the trilogy that came out was um, the Arlen trilogy, Arlen. which is Rorona, Totori, and Merururururu. After that came Aisha, uh, Eska and Loji, and Atelier Shally. Yep. And Which there's is two. The Miracle Trilogy or? No, Dusk. Marvelous? Dusk. Oh, that's yeah. Dusk. Aisha, the those. Alchemist of Dusk. Yes, I played them on Vita. So you played the Dusk Trilogy, it already came out? Yes. Okay. So yeah. why do you care about it coming out again? Because they're so good. Oh. See, okay. I, I was pretty burned out by the time the Dusk Trilogy came out, so I never touched it. And what's now the apparently I need to after that mysterious mysterious trilogy that nobody likes and then there's a new trilogy yes what's it which called which is uh, starting with Riza. Riza Riza and do we know the trilogy Riza name Tripton yet? trilogy no or Riza no, AMD trilogy sorry Alex what is it called we don't know we don't know yet don't know. okay there's only one game so we can't Riza tell. is dummy thick okay dummy thick what what. <laughs> What did she just say? What did my wife just say? Did you finish that game or not? What game? Ryza. It's not out yet. Go Ryza is coming out October 29th. And when is this Dust Trilogy coming here? January 14th. Okay. Are you going to play it all again? Yeah. It's going to be $100 for another trilogy of games 90. that we don't need. How about you like not do that and instead save some money? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> then you don't get a new Joy-Con. It, it does mildly annoy me that they always release re-release these games kind of at a premium. 
They're $30 a piece. That's a premium? Uh, I think 20 would be a better price. I don't know, Kelly. You get in a lot of game for the money, and it's a good game, apparently. So why not charge full price uh, are, for Trials of Mana? Are, are you quoting me on Legend of Mana? <laughs> or on, would you yeah. like me Mana to go over there, there and trying beat to, him yeah. for you? <laughs> I, no, no, I, I can totally do I that. I think it's interesting. Like, no, I'm, I'm surprised there. that... I'm surprised he didn't bust out a, you know, that's like a Sonic and a half. <laughs> no, okay, yeah, Sonic and a half. I, my math sucks. All right. The point is that I'm a hypocrite sometimes. Just hey, perceived value of a game isn't like relative to each other. Oh, okay. It's relative yeah, to the right. value of what well, I just you think it's, decide. Yeah, uh-huh. Everyone's standards have changed so quickly. Shut up. Yeah, We're right. going to talk about the Tactical RPG Project Haven. All right. Um, what so about Metal Max Zeno? No, we we're not that? there yet. Oh, I'm I'm ahead. Okay. Project Haven takes place in the near future of Haven City with players controlling a mercenary force called the Steel Dragons and that take on missions that pit them against gangs, rivals, and corrupt government forces. Is this Stealth good? Is this and a... cover mechanics. Oh, is this a... Manual aiming. Is this an XCOM? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, look at the screenshots. This is an XCOM. Oh, like. yeah. Dude comes in a window, goes out a window. I don't appreciate that they went out a window without breaking it, though. <laughs> that you wouldn't get away with that in XCOM. Okay. You got to break the window when you go out of it. So no release date for Project Haven. We just know it's going to. Perhaps it's already broken. Huh? No, I saw him swing it open, Alex. He totally didn't break the window. It's oh like, well, that's just disgraceful. It's unacceptable. Oh, they're gonna. Oh, they blow up in a wall though, so that's good. Yeah. And out of nowhere, all of a sudden, Square Enix announced Dragon Quest of the Stars is coming out here. That's the mobile game. Yeah. So this is yeah. like a mobile. Um, idle, it's sort of like uh, idle slash active game. <laughs> so it's garbage? <laughs> is is that what, what you're trying to say? It's I... garbage? Well, yeah, here's the I... thing. Why does it have a live action trailer, Anna? Because why not? What uh, is this? Because it's going to be the best thing about this game. This so, trailer live is trailer. awesome. <laughs> Look at the, and they're fighting the sand golem. And it's like English... Or, like, Western actors? Like, what is this? So, here's what confuses me about this game. One, this came out in Japan in 2015. Is this the same trailer they used? This isn't a gotcha game, so how do they make money off of it? Because you don't get characters by pulling them like you do in, like, Puzzle and Dragon or something. Look at the plus sign in the corner, Anna. There's gems. There is in game. There is in-game monetization, but so, I don't know what you're spending it on. Yeah, but who cares? You'll spend it on something that gates your progress, and that's what you can be But I want to know what it is! It doesn't matter! It's a waste of your time! No. Stop playing these games! No. Okay. Well, then... It's Dragon Quest! No. It's it's Garbage Quest. It's not real gab- Dragon Quest. You want to play Dragon Quest? You have Dragon Quest Eleven S on the Switch for you to play. And Dragon Quest Three. And Dragon Quest Three and Two and One. You have so much Dragon Quest. You don't need this. No, Dragon no, no. Quest. I have Dragon Quest Three because I got the review code. You don't Alex need more Dragon like Quest. You haven't finished me. the Dragon Quest. You have. You don't get dessert till you finish your green beans. <laughs> I'm mad. I'm mad. We're getting this and not Dragon Quest Walk. It's too soon to get Dragon Quest Walk. I, yeah, I, I mean, guess it's so. still in beta it's so in Japan. Hard to localize that. It's not about yeah. localizing it. It's not done yet. Doesn't need to be done. I didn't realize it was done or not done. 
Yeah, as far as I knew, it was in beta. All it needs to be is an informant you can spend money on. All of our Dragon Quest fans are like screaming and throwing things at computers right now. No, you don't need any of this garbage. You know what you you need? If you want to play Dragon Quest of the Stars, (laughs) you and you have an Android, you can register for the closed beta that starts on October 30th, running till November 28th. It's not on iOS. The beta won't be. What the heck? It's hard to beta stuff on it's, the iOS It's to totally do that. So here's the weird thing is, is when they first put out the beta call for this, no one in Europe, no one in the U.S., no one in Canada, and no one in Brazil could sign up. Which And no one in Ireland and no one in New Zealand, which are like all of the soft release countries. You have the same sign up and you send out test flight invites. It's very easy and automated. I do this with Overcast. This is not a problem. Mm-hmm. Anyways, uh, it also has multiplayer, which I don't think. Oh, boy, Metal Max is getting new games. Uh, speaking of games you shouldn't play. <laughs> <laughs> so I hear that uh, they're redoing the series? Yeah, so Katakawa is the developer Anna, of the series. Can I point out that I'm getting nationwide pet insurance ads on RP Gamer now? <laughs> web tracking at its finest we were looking at nationwide pet insurance earlier this week so yeah, so probably, you know our cookies are tracking you apparently our, our we're gonna get insurance for our younger cat so anyways uh yeah katakawa uh, games announced for the 30th anniversary of uh, metal max that they're putting out three games are any of them good? No. Okay, then let's move on. <laughs> no, yeah, we're going to remake the bad ones. They're so remaking gonna... Metal Max Xeno and Xeno 2, which no, no, I don't no, think no, anyone no, likes. No, 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 That's no, 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 Hated their hater hated their and way like through what, it together. And like what Michael Baker likes it, or no, no, he doesn't like it. No, somebody. No, wait. Even the people who like bad games hate this game. He, James doesn't like bad games. James gets stuck reviewing bad. Oh, games. okay. So even there's the people, an important distinction. Listen, and on top of the fact that they're remaking the bad game, they're going to make a sequel to the bad game. Okay, but it's a sequel to the remade ver- bad game, so it's good yes. now, right? No. <laughs> I mean, it seems to work out for Witch in the Hundred Nights. So yeah, let's, right. Let's yeah, exactly. Not be judgmental. Well, here. and here's <laughs> my favorite part: is the key words that they are using to develop Metal Max Xeno Reborn Two are hard and survival. Woo! What's it coming out for? PS4 and Switch. So, right. right. Uh, and no, no, I haven't talked about the third one yet. Oh, the no. third one is Metal Max Code Zero, which we know nothing about. <laughs> like other than it's All right, a whole so new thing. Metal Max Reborn. So the re- Metal Max Xeno Reborn, the fir- the one that they're remaking, is coming to PS4 and Switch in Japan this winter, and then they're going to do Metal Max Xeno Reborn Two, and that's going to be 2020 in Japan for PlayStation 4 and Nintendo Switch. And we know absolutely freaking nothing about Code Zero other than the fact that they are making it. Happy anniversary, yeah. Metal Max. Oh boy. I will say that me and Pascal had a good time with like the combat and kind of going back and forth and like we were texting we we both got review codes for that and we were like texting one another every night on like new strategies for some of the uh, optional bosses and like how how did you get past this guy oh I used you know like this tank with this loadout like that part of the game was fun it's just like oh my god it had one of the worst stories I've ever seen and some of the terrible characters and oh man <laughs> that and that game had a lot of issues. Wasn't didn't you also have issues beating it because of how broken the battle system was? 
the the very end of the game has a boss rush and you have to beat three bosses in a row and there's nowhere to save. So it takes like an hour and a half. And then the last boss, he is basically um, just like dumb luck. You need dumb luck to be able to beat him because he has one attack that takes like half of your health down. And unless you just get lucky and avoid it or he just doesn't use it sometimes, like you can just be totally hosed. He can use that thing like three and three times in a row and you're just dead. (laughs) Yeah, they didn't balance that last boss fight very well, very well. But hopefully they'll fix some of that. <laughs> I don't know how they fix the story, I'm, though. I'm not really holding my breath. Yeah, yeah. All right. Um, I, I was kind of hoping for like a remake of what, like Metal Max three or four, that was weird and interesting and looked looked good, but that that came out on the 3DS and we never got. All right. Oh well. Um, from from the lows of the lows to the high of the highs. Um, Pokemon Sword and Shield announced that they're going to have tons of information flying out in October. Um, and so three. So you're telling me they're going to advertise their game? Yeah. Kelsey Go Curry's. figures. Um, so the first a few things that they talked about um, was they went into some depth with Max Raid Battles, um, which they basically said, yep, these are the things that we stole from Pokemon Go. Um, and it's going to be kind of just like Pokemon Go, where it's like they're approachable by everybody. Although if you're more a casual player, you're going to need a little bit more um, preparation if you're going to do them successfully. There's going to be one to five star raids. Um, and so like you can play the easier raids if you want to like do it solo or I'm very good at them. Um, they're, they said that they are going to have autosaves. Um, and the nice thing is, is they did also confirm you can turn it off. Cool. Okay. So there's, there's this wild area that they've talked about a couple times now where your game is syncing to like a global world or region that other players are also playing in. Yeah. And so in order to continue to correctly uh, manage that particular area of the game, it's like got a constant sort of autosave going on in the yeah. background. Yeah. Um, but you can make it so that that's the only place that it'll autosave. Why wouldn't you want to autosave? Um, oh, so that you can try catching the legendary again. Yeah. Or they'll yeah. change the system so it doesn't work like that anymore. Yep. Because that would suck. Oh, I can't get it. I got to start over from scratch to get the legendary. Ew. Um, they also said that the, they are making EXP share a permanent item. Woo. Okay. Um, and they talked about the fact that... It's not just an item then. It's just no, EXP it's, share is just how it works it, now. Yeah, it's just inherently in the Good. game now. I don't think Good. they've said whether you can turn it off, or on, off and on. I'm not sure. Some people... I mean, that's how it was in the last game, though. Yeah, but it was an item. That's okay. how you turned it off and on. But it didn't take up a slot or anything. Right. It was just on or off. It was just there. Yep. Um, and then, yeah, they, they talked more about the whole thing that there's not going to be every Pokemon in the area. Um, they have said among past reasons, it's also because there were, um, features that they I, wanted to include we, and they had to Can we not even two. like entertain the debate about the national decks because it's such a stupid, short-sighted complaint by people? Okay. Like, yeah, let's just, um, yeah, of course it's not in there. Sword like, and Shield God. are coming to the Nintendo Switch on November 15th. 
Uh, Broken Roads was announced. So this is another Australian developer. The trailer for this was kind of interesting. It's a isometric post-apocalyptic RPG. It's being developed for PC, PS4, Xbox One, and Switch, and they want to have it come out in 2021. So it's like um, Oregon Trail. Or... Um, well, that would be like Overland, wouldn't it? Yeah, or like um, Banner Saga. Oh, yeah, uh, these are weird games you're choosing to compare this to. Okay. Oregon Trail and Banner Saga. Those are the same thing. You well, travel I mean, along, you make decisions, some of them are bad. Yeah. And then there's a tactical a... fighting system along the way. Okay. That's not how Oregon Trail works. Okay. I mean, you had hunting, no, but I guess. <laughs> it's still hard. You die of dysentery. <laughs> you die of dysentery. Like, at least you fight your enemies here. <laughs> yeah, all yeah, the status so... effects in Oregon Trail were bad. Yeah. Okay. Um, it's got real-time exploration and turn-based combat. Okay. Um, also, it has. there's, like, this moral compass um, system that they haven't really gone into. Um but basically, it's four philosophies: utilitarianism, nihilism, Machiavellianism, and ex- existentialism. Mm-hmm. Why are those words so hard to pronounce all in a row? They added "lisms" in there. <laughs> also, you have camels. Apparently, no horses. Camels are what you want for the desert. So, based on the swing of your compass, um, we'll affect what actions you have available during conversations. Those are four weird... I. What if you have a different philosophy than any of those? No. Okay. Too bad. Alright, cool. Um, oh yeah, and then uh, there, there was a, a, like a, a bunch of screenshots and a press release that got put out this week um, for Yakuza Like a Dragon. Yakuza 7, the turn-based RPG. Yep. And it's so, got a job system. Yeah. <laughs> Like so, breakdancer. Yep. That is awesome. Yeah. So every job has its own rank, and the the rank goes up as players use the job, giving your characters access to new abilities and uh, bonus What are the attributes. jobs? Give me an example right. jobs. Um, so the first job detailed is dancer, which yes. is useful for dealing damage against groups of enemies. Mm-hmm. The second one is fortune teller. Oh, it's a mage. Fortune tellers <laughs> fight with a crystal ball and can create effects like thunder and cause status effects. Um, but they're glass cannons. They have low defense. Mm-hmm. The third job is the riot officer, which mm. is a tank class. Mm-hmm. With its body armor and shields, the riot has high power and defense. Um, the last job that they talked about, idol, is only available to female characters. It mm-hmm. is a strong all-around support class, able to both deal direct damage and use song-based healing abilities. So these are for people who join your party, I yeah, assume? So, yeah, um, yeah. How do I explain what Hello the main character is over here? I right. can see he's got the spiked baseball bat Alex in true help, Yakuza style. Alex, help me out. How do I explain Hello Work? It's like... It's where you go to change jobs. <laughs> that didn't help you at all, did it, Anna? No. <laughs> I, I don't know. You recruit there's, there's people more at, at Hello Work. It's like you're hiring temps. Yes. I thought you... I thought, really? I thought you... Well, yeah, it's is that in real off. life, possibly? Yeah. Yeah, it's based off of like real temp agency in Japan and real like famous temp agency in Japan, I think. Now, because this is Yakuza, you may get the same people each time and have story that develops with them, right? But uh, yeah, well, I think all the characters showed the sort of ones that were introduced as in like the previous trailer as part of the story. All right, yeah, yeah. So that makes sense. So, and I assume the more you do party stuff with them, you get side quests and story stuff happens, right? So. 
I think that's safe to assume with yeah. the Yakuza. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, Yakuza Like a Dragon comes out for PS4 in Japan on January 16th. And a uh, North American and European release is still kind of a vague 2020. The, the weird part is the way this is written, the final job idol is only available to female characters. That makes it sound like you are kind of customizing who you're recruiting or something in some way, doesn't it? Not that Could you're be. getting a specific person. Because <laughs> it would just be you're recruiting the idol if it was just a specific story character, right? No. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, but you can swap. You can change okay. jobs. All right. You can change. Oh, you can have them change jobs. Okay. Yes. Yeah. All right. All right. All right. Well, yeah, they um, go to the temp agency and then swap jobs. All right, so you get story characters, and then, oh boy. All right, I see. Got it. Got it. Um, and then we got some sad news this week. What? I love uh, everybody used almost the same screenshots for this. Um, the Mario and Luigi oh, uh, developers, sake. Alpha Dream, have announced that they are the going into bankruptcy. <laughs> everybody used... Um, Partners in time screenshots where the babies and Luigi are crying. And Mario's like, oh no. <laughs> oh no. Um, I, I was really upset by this because I love that series. Well, and I like it because the Paper Mario series, they explicitly said, we're no longer going to make it an RPG. We're going to make it its own thing because we have an RPG series. So this means Paper Mario can be an RPG again. No. This is good news. No. Yes, this is the best possible outcome. Paper Mario, next Paper Mario is an RPG. Done by the uh, Infinity, whatever they're called. The the uh, um, the Fire Emblem people. The end. No? Not going to happen? And intelligent Intelligent systems. systems. Yeah, that's who I want. Intelligent systems, back to Paper Mario, doing an RPG again. Let's do it. No, I, I'd Mario, rather have... The Million Year Door. I'd rather have somebody else just take up the Mario and Luigi series if they can. No, the Mario and Luigi series are boring and slow and too long. No. No, he's he is right. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I mean, if someone is going to My objective on... my objective opinion out trumps your subjective opinion. <laughs> no, I mean, yeah, it's the thing that it's the thing that kind of was driving me crazy about like Bowser's Inside Story and, and um, Dream Team and stuff. It's like these games are too dense and too long. If someone is willing to resurrect or like rehabilitate this series and like make it a lot more streamlined in gameplay, make it much peppier, make it shorter, I think it could bounce back. Oh, yeah, I, I guess you're right. I I, I enjoyed um, about the two remakes, uh, Bowser's Inside Story and Superstar Saga, very much. I haven't touched um, Dream Team or uh, Paper Jam yet. Though I heard that those weren't as good, but it's still sad. These were cute little games, and I always thought that they were great ways to get um, get people introduced into RPGs. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I'm sad that this has happened. Am I surprised? No. no. I'm not surprised either. Surprised like it took so long. Like, does that mean they were working on a game and it just didn't pan out and now they're going bankrupt? Basically. 
I mean, to, to be honest, up until recently, I didn't realize that they were even developed by a separate uh, entity from Nintendo. So, yeah. So Nintendo has a lot of these, like, I hate the term because it's not very descriptive, but they have all of these second party studios mm-hmm. where it's like Level 5 and Alpha Dream and Grezzo and Art Piazza um, and Retro. Retro. And, like, there's way more. I just can never remember the uh, intelligent systems. I mean, it's getting to the point where um, Koei Tecmo is almost becoming a second party. Their developer. website now just says database connection error in Japanese. Ooh. Aww. <laughs> I had to use Google Translate Yikes. to figure out what it said. <laughs> they also made a bunch of Hamtaro games. I think one of which Natsume localized. That was before my time, so. Um, and, hey, we have a Kickstarter check-in. Um, so Alex, you picked, um, Bound by Blades, which is a boss hunting action RPG. Um, this game is intended so, to come out. Okay. What does um, that mean? In <laughs> that means there's no, why are you playing as a kitty cat? I don't know. Or is it a fox? I can't tell. Riding a bird. Um, they take, um, Inspiration from FTL, Slay the Spire, and Diablo 3. Um, you can play it solo with an AI companion or be two-player co-op. Um, they intend to release it on PC, iOS, and Android with a Switch version to follow those. Um, they're looking for $30,000 of funding um, before the end of the month. So far, they are at 5500 it's a weird-looking game. Yeah, I'm not sure people are connecting to this. However, if you're interested, um, there is a demo available through Itch.io, and they want to release the game um, oh. towards the end of 2022. They're only asking for $30,000 for three years of development. That is weird. Yeah. They're just trying to show some public interest, maybe? Maybe. Or wanted a goal they could be sure to get any sort of funding out of? Yeah. I don't know. Uh, it's a one-guy studio. Okay. Yeah, but you still don't live on $10,000. Oh, well, yeah. I know. But well, he isn't going to be dedicated to this in the meantime, either. So. Right. So if you want to get into this, um, $7 yep. gets you the either the iOS version, the Android version. What if I spend all the version, money? Or if you pledge for $15, you get the PC version. And if you want to go crazy bond bananas, um, you can pledge $3,000. And he'll come live at your house? Um, you <laughs> you can fund to, his development for three years. You get to design a unique boss. You get friend cards of the developers. Mm-hmm. Your name inscribed into the game on a monument or shrine. Yeah. Closed alpha access, closed beta access, digital art book, animated wallpaper, I'm bored. two copies of Bound by Blades on your platform of choice. Yeah, you've already covered the good stuff. Credited and a Discord role as an architect. Mm. More digital <coughs> wallpapers. It's the next game. And a Discord backer channel. What's the next game, Anna? Yep. <laughs> um, the other game is Summer Days at Hero U. So this is a sequel to Hero U, Rogue to Redemption. I've never heard of that. Yeah, um, it is the game that the Quest for Glory people did. Okay, I don't remember that. Okay. I remember it because I remember their names. Their names are Lori and Corey, and they made Quest for Glory. Ah, all right. <laughs> Good, now I'm going to remember it. Okay. So you know, quick-paced adventure uh, game with RPG elements. Um, you have two distinct playable characters. You have the 
um, male wizard Iphio or the female rogue Tilly. Um, you choose one or the other, and you basically play a quest for glory. Yeah, and your hero character has a meerkat slash bat familiar. Yes. A mere bat. So they are looking for a bizarrely chosen nine, $99,999. It's not that bizarre. They took 100000 and subtracted a dollar. That's weird. Okay. <laughs> it's cheaper <laughs> that way. It's less expensive. They're it's halfway like, there. It's only $9.99, uh, they, they need $10. They need to make it by Tuesday, November 5th. So It's only five figures. It's only five <laughs> figures. Yeah, Anna. Oh, it's okay. totally doable. Um... It's going to be available in multiple languages, and they plan to launch it in 2021. So if you uh, pledge $25, you will get a copy of the game on Steam, GOG, or Itch.io. I have a problem with Lori Cole and Corey Cole's artwork in that it looks like the same person's face on two different back models, like they just Photoshopped the face. They look too similar. They've been together too long. They've done that married couple thing, haven't they? Um, if you pledge five hundred dollars, <laughs> you don't even more, care. <laughs> you get the summer it's selfie weird. super edition. Oh, there's a cow friend. Um, if you pledge that five hundred dollars, you get lifetime access to the Discord Heroes role. Okay. Your picture and credit in the game, autographed summer days poster, a game DVD, a soundtrack CD, printed flippy journal. Mm -hmm. I have no idea what that means. Mm -hmm. A cloth map. Hey, Chris, you have to pledge here. Um, no. A game key. A digital art book, a backer credit in-game, a downloadable coloring book, a digital soundtrack, um, wallpapers, and beta test access. <coughs> so, yeah, if you want to jump into that. There's only one of those left. They've oh, there's a demo. I'm not jumping into it. No, not you specifically. <laughs> Generic you. For people who want to jump hey, into that tier, bard. it's $500. There's only yeah. one left. This cat bard. He wants to play a loot for you. All right. Um, so, yeah, that was the Kickstarter check-in. All right. We have so much editorial content in the last two weeks. Editorial content is going to be wild for the next little while because there's so many games coming out. I did four reviews in a week. And then I needed a nap. <laughs> All right. Um, we have my Cat Quest 2, the Lupus Empire review, where... Um, as we mentioned earlier, the pros include you can play as a cat, and the cons include you can play as a dog. Specious. Yep. Uh, Sam managed to get through River City Girls by playing a completely two-player, and she wrote a review for it. What? Um, by herself? No. Or with someone else? No, okay. no. She played the game completely two-player. All right. She, but she didn't like the bosses either. Mm. Screw those bosses. Mm -hmm. um, mm. Wheels and I both wrote um, Legend of Zelda Link's Awakening reviews, each from our own perspective. Uh, we have a review for Child of Light on the Vita. We have a review for the Final Fantasy VIII Remastered Edition. Hey, we got a Bloodstained Ritual of the Night review. It's finally reviewable. Poor Jooms. Hey, he got to play a good game for once. Four, and a half, four out of five. Uh, we have a review for Oninaki, mm -hmm. which was super hit or miss. And our reviewer says miss. Mm. Uh, we got a pair of adventure corners. We have AI, the Somnium Files by Alex. And then I did an adventure corner of Tingle Tower. Mm. I really liked that game. It's quite good. You should read my adventure corner on it. Tingle Tower. Tingle Tower. Okay. That was the one where it was like Tingle the... Tower. Right. Tingled. Right. 
Yeah, Sorry. it was the detective um, grimoire that mm-hmm. you introduced me to a few years right. ago. This is Detective Grimoire too. Oh, Tangle Tower. And I see these games. I'm like, I think you'll like them. And then yes. sometimes you do. Yes. And most of the time you don't. Yes. The, the the tower is full of alliterative people. Literative. Yes. So like what does that mean? They they have they have you mean alliter- Shakespeare? No, they have alliterative names. Oh everyone's got okay. Alliteration on the names. Got yes. it. There are plenty of pointers and flocks of fellows. Like uh-huh. Felix Fellow. Mm. And uh Penny Pointer. Mm-hmm. Anyways, uh, and then we had uh, another PAX West impression for Trials of Fire. All right, briefs and release dates. Uh, Grandia HD has a PC release date. It is uh, October 15th. Um, Conglomerate 451 is getting a full release later this year and has detailed out its features. If you're interested, um, it is coming out on... It's out September 27th. We had a couple weeks off, so um, Final Fantasy VII remake box art, more screenshots, lots of gameplay, and they announced um, a classic mode where you won't have to smash the button between actions, which I'm kind of excited about because my arm got really tired playing that at PAX. Um, Citadel Forged with Fire has a release date, and it is November 1st for PC, PlayStation 4, and Xbox One. Um, the Executioner is out now on Steam. Uh, th- is this a boss RPG? No, medieval RPG. I can never remember which way that one goes. Inazuma 11 Ares. Poof. Um, instead, they are now doing uh, Inazuma. What is it? Inazuma, Inazuma 11, 11, The Great Road of Heroes. It's still being developed for PS4, Nintendo Switch, iOS, and Android. Um, is coming out in Japan 2020. No announcement for North America. I would not be surprised if this got a miss. That that game seems to have lots of problems. Um, If you're interested in picking up um, System Shock... um, No. Is this done? This may be done. Uh No. uh, Hang on. Is this sold out? No. They're still doing pre-orders. Until... I forget. Uh, and the story doesn't say. Yeah, if you're interested in picking up System Shock, you can pick up a physical edition um, now until the end of the month. Uh, Super Robot Wars X. No, yes, yes. Yeah, Super Robot Wars X is getting a PC version on January 10th, 2020. Um, this is the game that came out earlier this year. No, last year. Last year. On PS4 and Vita. Um, PC and Switch. Yeah. All right, Switch. And there's going to be a Southeast Asia version. So if you're interested in picking up the Switch version, that's how you do it. If you really like Dragon Star Varnier, but were sad that you couldn't get a collector's edition like the console people did, good news! Um, You can pick up a collector's edition of the PC version now starting October 9th. Uh, Paranoia, Happiness is Mandatory, has been pushed back. It was originally set to release um, a couple days ago, the 3rd. And now it's coming out November 14th. Um, Elements of... Oh, no. Element Space. Space. Yeah, this is... um, 
a tactical sci-fi RPG following a spaceship captain, and it was originally going to come out... No, I thought it was originally going to come out this year. Now they say it's coming out early 2020, um, with console versions coming later. Um, yeah, it came out for PC. Okay. This year. Okay. Oh, I just broke my glasses. Um, why are all these duplicated? No, it's okay. I got it. And there broken? Yeah, I thought I did, but they're good now. I heard a crunch, so I took them off and made sure that they weren't broken. Um, yeah, 13 Sentinels, Aegis Rim. Are you sure this isn't vaporware? Uh, supposedly, it's coming out for PS4 in Japan on November 28th, so we'll find out on November 28th if it's real or not. Uh, Mercenary Wings, which is the uh, fourth title in the in the TRPG strategy RPG um, series. Uh, it's a very good. It's a Switch game. I think it's, it's a PS4 game. Yes. So if you want to pick it up, you can start pre-ordering those on October 29th. So we all really like Mercenary, the Mercenary TRPGs, right? Yeah. Yes. Yep. They're fun. Yep. They're simple. It's not going to break the mold, but it's excellent for what it does. Um, Mary Skelter 2 was previously going to be digital only, but now um, Ify has teamed up with uh, Limited Run Games, and you can start pre-ordering um, the physical copy soon. I think. there. It's always... In November, like, wasn't it? <laughs> uh, LRG... Uh, oh, wait, no. Mary no, Skelter. I think it was November. Yeah, they're well, always really... Yeah, so you can start pre-ordering November 26th. Ryan needs to be yelled at for this story because it's not very clear. Um, yelled at? We don't yell at people. Oh, of course we don't. Come on. Ooh. Yeah. Um, and then Morgana um has put out a sixth and final video in the Morgana Reports series. I'm talking about the additions included in Persona 5 Royal. So this video goes over the new My Palace feature, shows off some of the DLC. Um this is still set for release in Japan for PlayStation 4 on October 31st. Um coming to North America and Europe spring 2020. <sighs> Anna we had a, we had some feedback coming through a text message. Okay. They wanted a new Pokemon evolution. Ditto needs one. How about conversely? Sounds like it should, could be said in quite a. How about conversely? Sounds like it could be said in a quite British academic term. Conversely, instead of ditto, I don't. Know. Instead uh. of turning into another Pokemon, he has one ability: turning other Pokemon into him or something awful like Ooh. Rattata. And that's how he evolved: using ditto to turn into a crap Pokemon like the Rat or Magikarp. <laughs> Who's that from? Uh, playtime. <laughs> Matt. Awesome. Platyem? Yes, Platyem. Are we going Platyem? It should be Playtime. No, it's Platy. It's Playtime. It's Platy. It's perfect. It's Playtime. Hey, next time he's on, I almost you can ask his, him. I kind of get. I showed his phone number on the stream. <gasps> Chris. Don't dot. Don't dots him. Don't dox him. <sighs> we have to do a question of the week. Oh, what's the question of the week? Yes, that's that was my. Question. Oh, you're asking me what the question Ooh. of the week is? Yes. yes. How about how about what jobs do you want to see in the next Yakuza game? Mm. What other jobs? Yeah, what other jobs? 
use that realistic. Exactly. Yeah, right. What other jobs Whoa, do you want to see? Somebody's like the next got Yakuza the mic game? up their nose. Yeah, who's like heavy breathing? <laughs> Oh, that might be my cat. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, he's like right by my mic. Okay. Good job, Kelly's cat. (laughs) All right. Yeah, I hear the purring now. Yep. Okay. So, uh, games that came out while we were gone. Uh, So this week, uh, Warsaw came out on PC. Yeah. We have someone reviewing that, Alex. Uh, Well. (laughs) (laughs) We have someone reviewing Warsaw. (laughs) Do we have someone reviewing Warsaw? Not yet. No one's taking the case. Why am I not surprised? Wait, who's reviewing Mary Skelter 2? No, at the moment. Oh, maybe I should. Get on it, Anna. <laughs> Someone needs to stealth send that to Jooms. No. Very good. Oh, He's very on the me. email. He he knows that it's available. He don't think he wants to play it. All right. He does. He just doesn't know it. <laughs> he, do- he smartly not bought a Switch. Oh, really? Oh, never no. mind. Are you serious? Yeah, yeah. I got a veto a couple of years ago. Well, that's true. <laughs> yeah, okay. Can't play good games if you don't get the systems they come out on. Next time he gets Employee of the Month, we're going to have to send him a Switch. <laughs> Just to torture him. <laughs> no, I'm not sending him a Switch. No, no. There's He's no money here for long that. enough. Stop it. No, there's no money for that. None. <sighs> None. We make just enough to keep the site going. Stop it. Uh, LeGrand Legacy came out on PS4 and Xbox One. As Divine Kimura came out on PC and Xbox One. How come this didn't come out on the Switch? Because they knew you had one. Because at the moment, Kemco releases stuff on Xbox and PC first, and then usually Switch and PS4 comes later. Wait, wait, when does the iOS release come out? Well, that goes first. Oh, I wasn't okay. counting that right. one. Yeah, the the Astivine series. All of this stuff comes out really on iOS and Android first. Because hmm. this is now like what the sixth or seventh Astivine game. I feel like game? the same game has come out seven times. Well, it's actually, that's part of a actually possible because it's a chemical. Um, game. and then Chapter One of Reign of Reflections came out. We talked about this. This is the. This is uh. This is the dystopian. Uh, turn-based RPG that's like chapter-oriented, right? Oh. I mean, that's pretty generic description, but yeah. <sighs> You're looking to us like we know. It's like we're on a gaming podcast or something. It's like everything. the council where like the choices that you make in the first episode actually matter to the rest of Atmospheric, the Atmospheric dystopian adventure. Uh, this isn't sure even an that, RPG. I think it's... it's not an RPG. It's called Adven- out in there. Genre. Adventure India indie strategy. India? India strategy. It's an India strategy game where you position India against the British Empire. No, this is adventure game. This is not an RPG. What do you okay. want from me? Um, it's coming... got, yeah, it's got some turn-based stealthy oh, stuff. Oh, then there's the freaking XCOM elements, of course. Yeah. Right. Like all adventure games. <laughs> all <know>. right. <laughs> uh, coming out this week, uh, the Alliance Live HD for PS4 and Switch. Okay. Um, Are you of... playing that already? Yeah. Oh, you have an advanced copy, don't you? Yeah. Ah. What do you get? Do people... Oh, it's out of stock. Never mind. There was a limited edition. You can't get it now. Nope. Yeah. Call of Cthulhu is coming to Switch. Why aren't you playing it? I talked about that in my now playing. Oh. Oh, okay. 
Maybe you should go back and listen I'll to it. I'll go listen to it because I can't recording. just ask you to repeat it and then you'll yell at me. Call of Cthulhu is coming to the Switch. You should also play Vampire. It's out on Switch too now. Oh, there And there's go. an easy mode, so I totally Hey! Two uh, dark games for in, Anna. Indivisible is available is coming out for PC, PS4, and Xbox One. Uh, Dragon Star Varnir is hitting the PC. Mistover is launching on PC, PS4, and Switch. Someone remind me what that is. Oh, right. It was a second demo. Never mind. Um, hey, Doraemon. Hey, wait, wait. Dragon Star Varnir. This looks like a garbage game that you would play. It's an iffy game, yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> 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 Those are synonyms. <laughs> <laughs> are you going to play this one i think i have a code for is this the, the one where version? you turn into a witch or whatever yes. because they have to suck your blood to save you or yes. some stupid thing all right they give you blood whatever it's a harem game yeah all right and is it okay so it's an iffy game which means you select everything from a menu yeah. and then fight battles and then have a cutscene, and yep. then select another so area the 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 shtick of the battles is because you're all witches you ride brooms and so you can be high, medium, or low on the combat field based mm-hmm. on where you want to vroom your broom. Yeah, or really just find where to grind up and then nothing poses a challenge after that. That's how I played that last Diffy game. Okay. And to the point where I'm too bored to get more endings. Uh, Doraemon Story of Seasons <sighs> is coming out for PC and Switch. Mm-hmm. And A Knight's Quest hits on PC, PS4, Xbox One, and Switch. Mm. What is A Knight's Quest? Uh. I'm looking it up. This is oh, actiony third party action, ar- third view person action RPG, with grinding. Like sorry, like literally like Sonic grinding on rails, grinding, not like grinding for levels, like literally grinding on a rail, with your feet. Never mind. Unlock Rusty's potential. Our hero Wait. begins his adventure with just oh. a trusty sword, okay. but soon he'll unlock spirit powers, spectacular abilities, allowing Rusty to, at oh. the tap of a button, Sorry. harness the powers of fire, <laughs> ice, and time. We should play. We should play something else. Okay. How about what is everybody giving playing this week? Hey, that's a good game. Everyone's favorite game, starting with Alex. Tell us about what garbage NHL sports game you're going to play this week. He can't talk about what he's playing <laughs> this redacted. week. It's redacted. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. Josh, what are you going to play? Uh, I'm going to try and finish AI the Somnium Files, and if I ever get done with that, it'll be Link's Awakening. Peter. I will be playing more Breath of Fire and um, Contra. Kel, what are you going to be playing? Um, more Octopath. Ooh, I'm looking forward to that. Chris, what are you going to play? I'm going to play wandering in, around in a self-quagmire, pondering my existence and why I spend time even existing any longer, and then probably end it by just playing more Borderlands 3 and Dragon Quest XI. Um, but then um, I'll decide that that doesn't satisfy me, and I need to point my moral compass towards some uh, f- philosophy of nihilism and instead spend all my time trying to compile um, the BeastNest HD core for my iOS phone. What are you uh, going to do? Huh? <laughs> Apparently take care of you and your existential yeah. crisis. I may be having a breakdown. I don't know. I broke your controller. I don't think I should be trusted with anything this week. I'm going to play more Dragon Quest, I think. And then I also need to finish Vambrace Cold Soul. Um, I need to go back and finish uh, Final Fantasy XIV uh, Shadowbringers. 
I need to finish uh, Yakuza 0 on the PS4 and then start 1, 2, th- or excuse me. I need to finish Yakuza 1 on the PS4, then start 2, 3, 4, 5, and 6 to get ready for 7. And Chris, you don't have to beat all the games. No, this is just a subset. <laughs> this is the subset, Peter. That's the sad part. I sat back and said, what are the games I actually care about? And it's still this long. Also, Jesus. I really want to play Control. I've heard so many cool things about Control. And that's not an RPG at all. And I have no time for that. Sometimes you have to p- play an on RPG to kind of reset your palate. I do that all the time. Yep, agreed. Which one? Um, I pull, pull up a Metroidvania on I occasion. I wanted to play Spider Soars. It's on the Apple Arcade, and it was made by Tom. I think you should play Spider Soars because it was made by your friend. And tell me about it instead of trying to use me to vicariously play and experience your friend's game so that you don't have to spend the time on it. Um, do you like Contra? Boom, call out. It's call Contra, but it's out. with a girl. Okay, is it, can we play co-op? Yes. Well, we should just do that on the Apple TV then. No, it's not. Apple Arcade isn't on the Apple yes, TV. Yes, it is. Remember? It is. It's it's out now. Oh. Yeah. It's on the Apple TV. Why now. didn't you tell me? I just found out yesterday. <sighs> Why isn't before. it on the Apple TV? And it's you're on... going, look, you can play her now. Because I didn't think about it that long. I forgot that you cared. Once we did. Once you got past Cat Quest, I forgot that you cared about the Apple TV. I thought that's all you wanted to play on it. I could be playing Neo Cab in I front think of apparently you. what we're going to play this week is Marriage Argument, the RPG. No, and we're going to go play Go Buy Me a Damn Joy-Con. Go buy me a Joy-Con. <laughs> That, that's the game that nobody mine. wins. Yeah. Buy me a marriage damn argument. <laughs> oh, marriage no, argument. No, marriage okay. argument. <laughs> Kelly, you're gonna that's just not called Mario trip. Party. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anna, you should end this show. Thanks, everybody. <laughs> Thanks, Dale North, for our awesome music. And uh, thank you, listener. You put up with our crap every week. I don't know why <laughs> you shouldn't. Well, we'll see everybody next week. Oh, let's do a better job of telling the news mm-hmm. next week. Bye-bye. 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 Bye-bye.